Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Geekly. As always, I'm Mikey Colsheen. Got a couple guys on the air with me. Guys, why don't you uh, tell everybody who you are? Well, I'm, uh, I'm Brent Schumacher. I'm out of Columbus. I've been on before. I'm one of Mikey's original original sponsors, still around. And I'm uh, I'm Mo, the Bearcat. I am um, Twitch streamer and uh, guy who helps fix stuff for, you know, the stream. Hell yeah. He's uh, kind of our tech support at the moment for this kind of stuff. This is a whole new world we're getting into with the uh, live streaming here. So this is actually kind of our first uh, successful attempt, I would say. Right, Mo? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely working good. I think if we just stick to the... uh, Oh, hey, Kathleen. I see you there on the stream. What's up? Um, if we, th- I think if we just stick to audio right now, I think we're cool. I just need to get some better equipment for streaming, uh, video and then I think we'll be there. So I guess you could say our mango is to blow up and act like we don't know nobody. Uh, 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 I don't know. That's a meme. I apologize. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, it was nice to have you on. Um, I guess we'll just see you soon. Right. <laughs> and gone. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, so we wanted to kind of get into a... Started out as a comic book, but uh, ended up as a pretty decent TV show. It's a book we've kind of briefly touched on in a live stream before, but I feel like we didn't quite do it the justice that it deserves. You know what I mean? So we're going to bring it up. Uh, It's called Deadly Class. For those of you who uh, are not aware... Um, it started maybe, I'd say, fuck, like 2016. Um, I didn't know anything about this book picking it up, and it was I was immediately drawn to the art, because if you've seen the art or any glimpses of it, uh, it's very, very color-based, very... The panel work is so fluid and nice, and they, they tell a story without saying too much, if that makes sense, visually. But uh, I started reading this, and it's uh, basically this kid who grows up in the 80s, he's homeless, um... He joins this assassin school. It's kind of underground, but he's like the kid who has no alliance or allegiance to anyone, so he's kind of like the underdog, you know? And it's kind of his journey through that. And he, as a mission, wants to kill Ronald Reagan because he feels like Ronald Reagan is directly responsible for the death of his parents through, you know, just stupid, irrational thinking. And um, the comic book, to me, stuck out because the pace of it was really fast, too. It, it kept you guessing the entire time. Um, the show is translated a, diff- a little differently, I'd say. Uh, Mo, you just watched, like, the entire thing they have out, right? That is that is correct. All of the episodes? I think I'm, like, one behind, but it's it's definitely at a different pace. I'll tell you this. I know you haven't read the book, but the, I think you'd enjoy the book a little more than the show. Yeah, it's uh, right now. I'm about four books in, and um, or I guess I, I finished the first uh, volume, and yeah, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. I do like the art style quite a bit. Um, there's some. It, it seems like it's pretty pretty much uh, shot for shot, very similar. Yeah, Wesley Craig is actually the artist for that. Uh, I like his stuff a lot. It's really. <laughs> simplistic but like i said it still tells the story and i'm such a big fan of uh cinematics and movies and panel work and comics so that's kind of what draw me to this and i don't feel like they've done quite 
a good enough job of playing up to that in the show. Granted, it's still interesting to me. I'll still watch it because I love the comic book, but it's lacking so much visually for me that I, half the time I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Oh, the sh- the show itself? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I liked... There's a lot of subtle things that I really appreciate about it. Uh, one of the biggest things that I enjoyed, um, <clears throat> I don't know if, uh, spoiler alert, I mm-hmm. guess, should we do, be doing that? Well, I think everyone knows by now that if you're watching the Weekly Geekly, we spoil everything. So, yeah, obviously, you don't want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest with you, I think uh, one of my favorite, one of my, I guess one of my favorite scenes uh, so far, like there are two two scenes in the, in the story that actually stick out that for me yeah um one of the biggest uh bonding experiences for i guess the main character mm-hmm. um is his interaction with henry rollins uh the the poisons lab teacher yeah i was really and, surprised they put henry rollins as the poison teacher but then i was like you know what this is kind of a punk rock era like 80s i don't know just like violent kind of a thing that's directly what he fits into well, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's Henry Rollins. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, it's... Black it's, flag. Uh, I mean, enough said. <laughs> yeah, and, and the big thing about it is, is, like, um, you know, how he talks about he wants to, like, stick to the man and all yeah. these, uh, and he compares it, like, with the current crime, like, the crime family syndicates that are in the, that are in the school, and then he compares it to, like, the rats, and then how the rats are going to be the ones that take down the establishment, mm-hmm. and and that's, and I feel, I feel like that's really the... You know, uh, it kind of gives me uh, a bit of that uh, when you look at the, you know, the crew of misfits, I guess, that they have. Uh, some of it, like, especially, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, he ends up getting his arm broke as a mohawk. Um, man, I'm forgetting his name. But anyway, um, but he reminds me of a character from, like, SLP, SLC Punk. Um, you remember Heron Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroin Bob, the straight edge guy. Yeah, he, he yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. with the mohawk. Totally, I get that vibe, too. I like I like his character a lot, especially in the comics. The one thing I will say, and I'll pull up a little graphic here for our viewers, you'll kind of get what the gist of what I'm saying. Um, the casting for it was really awkward, uh, especially for like Victor, the Russian guy. Like they they made them the way they drew them in the comic books was just for me my favorite adaptation. And so for them to go so far off base with most of the characters that I like, it kind of that's what I mean by saying visually takes me out of it. Like, I'm just disinterested in it because it doesn't look like what I like, you know? And that's what drew me to the, the story and the comic itself. So it's taken me a minute to get into the show, I'm not going to lie, but they have these little saving graces, like Henry Rollins being in it, or there are certain scenes where, if you remember, they actually do flashbacks and retelling of stories in the comic, like, uh, medium. Like, they take yeah. art from the comic, but then they animate it like it's a little kind of clip film, you know? I was like, ooh, that is so cool. Like, I love that, but I just wish they would have casted people that look a little bit more like, I don't know, the characters, you know? I think they did a really good... I mean, I think they did a decent job with the cast. I mean, I, I will say that my expectation um, of of like the headmaster yeah uh was more of like uh dr z from johnny quest um <laughs> so i was a little i was a little bit disappointed i didn't get a C. I I felt like um uh oh man the guy who plays low pan would have been like a really really good addition to this granted Ooh, uh yeah um, i think it's like david um like david low is his name okay. i believe 
Uh, let me double check. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and um, honestly, um, oh, it's not him. Okay, I'll have to figure <laughs> it out later. But uh, anyway, uh, the the thing about it that I liked, you know, is is like just the. I, I did feel like uh, I think his name was is it. Uh, Doctor Strange's assistant in the movie. I can't remember um, his name either. Wong. He's the Wong. headmaster in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. one of the most like obvious things of what I'm talking about is like not good casting. Like if you look at the comic book, uh, his character is actually like super short and really like you wouldn't expect him to be a good fighter. So that's why when you see him in the fighting in the comic books, it's a lot more shocking and it's like holy shit, he knows what he's doing. But like. In in the in the show when they had him fighting people, I totally didn't see any reason to root against him. You know, it was like he had a presence about him. Yeah, and I was just like, oh man, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, I still think it's good. I'm still gonna check it out. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I love the comic book. Don't get me wrong, the comic book is always gonna be my favorite. But I will still watch the show just out of sheer interest for the content. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I don't know if you noticed it as well, but, like, it kind of reminds me, like, the main character specifically reminds me of, um, it kind of, uh, I guess when everybody tells their backstory to him, yeah. he always, he'll, you'll notice, like, he'll cry just a little bit. Yeah. And it, and it, it's kind of, like, pays those, like, little small homages to, like, different movies, I feel like, in the background. So, like, that would have been a crybaby with, like, um, with Johnny Depp, for instance, because, you know, he sheds a tear for like everything. Well, there was a know? scene in the, both the book and the show where Master Lin, the main headmaster here, where he was like, "You have something that this school is like supposed to nourish or like fl- like embrace, you know, and that's why everyone's threatened by you." And that like yeah. that's kind of his like his humanity, you know what I mean? Because all of these other kids come from these lineages of yakuza or cartel or some other like killing kind of you know gang or family or something but he's just some homeless kid that got thrown into it but he has like this spirit that all of them lack because they're all worried about their reputation and how they look and the way people are perceiving them and he just has a goal and he's going to do anything he can do to get to it and that's why i like it he never plays the victim mentality he's humble like he gives a shit and then like that's why people are threatened by him you know what i mean yeah yeah it's a really cool story uh if anyone is into that kind of like 80s throwback punk stuff like Check it out. This is a really cool story. Um, it's a little cliche here and there. Don't get me wrong, especially the show. But you kind of have to take that into account when you're watching anything on TV nowadays. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. I, I think overall, I so far, um, I will. I will probably say. Um, I guess. I think it's. I think it's worth a watch. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, the first couple of episodes really pull you in, uh, and then you kind of just, I guess, kind of ride the wave. <laughs> if you, I'm kind of curious on how season two is going to play out, um, even though it's like, you know, it's pretty much scene for scene and from the comic. Um, I'm also kind of curious on how the different romances uh, get involved. Because yeah, that's really complicated are, you know, in the book, so it's like, are you going to touch on all that in the show, or are you just going to dumb it down? You know what I mean? Right. 
But I, I really like it, dude, because this is something that takes all the cliches and like clicks from that era and like any other era that kind of plays off the 80s and like puts them in this kind of an environment. Like there's the punk kids who are like the rats and have no like place where they belong, like the goth girls and shit. And then there's like the fucking Yakuza and then there's the New World Order and then there's like the fucking redneck racist guys and then there's the Russians. Like, there's just all these different like groups and it's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? That makes sense why they're here but then there's just these like random fuck-ups and those are the kids that are like going out and actually doing shit it's cool and in the in the fucking um in the comic book like i don't know there's just so much more action already than in in the show so i'm kind of i don't know i'm weary about the show i i I just hope they don't take any like shortcuts you know what i'm saying like from the comic book because I don't know. Nowadays, when you make anything into a show or, or a movie or anything like that, it tends to get watered down too much. So I'm really praying that they don't turn this into, like, Riverdale. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I like what you're going for, but God, can you just stop with all the, like, 10-minute-long romance scenes? You know what I mean? I hope they keep it, like, punk and underground and, like, do-it-yourself kind of shit, you know? Yeah. No, no I'm gonna, I'm going to chime in. Is there enough of the material to push it into a successful second or third season? Oh, totally. Okay. Uh, So they've got the first season itself is probably going to be the first 16 issues and they're up past 30 right now. So they've got at least two seasons in the books if they can land this first one. So they're going to try really hard to, to like pump this hard, you know, up to the season finale. And if they do well, they'll get a second season. And then from there, it's like, We'll see how the comic goes. You know what I mean? Because if the comic starts blowing, then they're not going to do a show. Well, I think I think the current show models for a lot of shows, like like sci-fi shows, which don't have a huge watching base, yeah, compared to shows of the past. I think they want to do a two-season order and then hope that season one latches on in Netflix or Amazon, and then they use that to kind of keep the show going. Does that make sense? Yeah, they they hope to get picked up so they don't have to stay on cable. Streaming services are where it's at nowadays. Like. If I could get something on Netflix, I would fucking shit my pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck cable. Well, no, well, well, because most of the people I know that like latched on the Riverdale. Yeah. They didn't latch on a Riverdale until it was on broadcast on season two. But yeah. They got hooked on season one streaming on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. And then they're willing to wait for the second season because it's like there's so much other content to distract yourself. You know what I mean? And then the really diehard people that don't want to get cable are the ones that go out and torrent that shit or like look up other ways to watch it. Hi. So there's like thousands of ways to like get into that, but yeah, I'm really excited for the show. Like I said, it it's really just kind of weird punk. It grabs you in weird ways, like as far as like visuals and shit. The comic, um, definitely something worth checking out for all my friends who love reading comics. Here, um, I would probably give the comic like a nine out of ten. To be honest, like it's up in my top ten. Um, the show, I'd probably give a 7 out of 10, but it could get better as it goes on. I think they've only gone, like, what, Mo? Like, six, five or six episodes? Yeah, yeah, it's six episodes. Um, they're about an hour long each, or about 50, 52 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, pre- it's pretty consistent. And I could see them doing, like, 10 or 12 episodes, to be honest. They kind of have to if they're going to do that whole 16-issue, like, story arc. Because thinking about how the story goes right now, there's really no other place to cut it other than that 16th issue. Because that's where a whole new story arc begins. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I don't know, I think they're making a decent headway. I think they're at least 
halfway through. So I'm, I'm going to call it, I'll say eight to ten episodes is probably the season. Well, I think the season's actually done, done. No, six episodes? Yeah, I thought they were done with the season, uh, the last episode. I mean, I mean, unless it's just they're coming out weekly, are they? Yeah, they're coming out every Wednesday on Sci-Fi. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I learned something new. <laughs> Shaboom. So prob- probably a solid, I mean, there's a good chance it'll probably be around eight to ten episodes. Yeah. I don't think they're going to go any higher than that. I'm excited for it, and I think it'll probably get picked up somewhere else because the these comic book adaptations have enough steam behind them and enough people that already are fans of the content to where they'll go back and like listen, watch that shit twice. You know what I mean? And this book has been out for at least three years, so it's got a good following behind it to where they can keep putting out issues, you know, semi-weekly. I'm pretty sure, or monthly at least. But yeah. Deadly Class. Check it out. Go to Krypton Comics, our uh, sponsor. Wink, wink, wink. Cough, cough, cough. And uh, check it out. I will put a little thing up for them right now. Uh, They are the newest sponsor uh, of the Weekly Geekly, our favorite comic book shop in Omaha, Nebraska, on 125th Avenue. They are right by the IHOP. If you've gone to to Nobby's, you've gone too far. Uh, I go to Krypton for all my comic needs, all my Funko Pop needs, all that stuff, mainly because they're the nicest guys I know that work in a comic book shop, and also biggest selection. Um, They're always willing to help you find something, order it, put it on a a call for you. Check them out. They also do uh, game nights just about every night of the week. So if you're into role-playing games, magic, you know, D&D, any of that stuff, go check out their calendar on their website here and uh, see what they have coming up. And just get into the environment. So, Krypton Comics, totally check them out. But yeah, Brent, what were you uh, what were you skeezing in here for? You have some stuff for me? I, I, <laughs> well, I was gonna say we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little, a little friendly pimping. Uh, we are, we've got, we've got, of course, Grand Comic Con in Grand Island, Nebraska, coming up March 22nd, which is opening ceremonies and a free movie, as to yet be determined, Woo! at the Grand Theater, which is a wonderful. But it's one of those. For, I don't know how Mo is, but I'm I'm in my latter 40s, and I remember when theaters weren't multiplexes, and they were these nice, beautiful art decoy kind of buildings with beautiful neon light and cheap pop and cheap popcorn and a nice balcony. Well, it's one of those kind of theaters, and we're going to show a movie that Friday, do an opening ceremony, and then on the 23rd and 24th, that Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be a full-fledged con. Hell yeah! At the, uh, State Fair at the state fairgrounds and guess what and here's the best part for everybody who's listening it's 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 one of the greatest four-letter words ever mikey don't say anything i mean free it's free so here's the deal you know this is it's a it's it's ran by a great operation doug holmes and his whole crew run a really great con we had a great convention last year it was actually we had a lot more people there than we thought and this year i think we're gonna have more of the same so come on down get in for free bring the family bring yourself spend a couple days there Take that money that you were going to spend getting in the door, which is usually a lot if you go to a, a bigger city con. Take that money you're going to spend and buy some stuff inside. That's what we're aiming for is have a good time inside. We're going to yeah. let you get in for free and then have at it after that. And Mikey's going to be there. We're going to have myself. I'm going to have a studio there. Get your cosplay and family photos done for free. Last year, I shot so many families with stormtroopers, I lost count. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to do more of the same this year. It's the most casual convention I've ever been to in my life. And, in fact, it's now the standard bearer for me. And 
I, I'll be happy if I only went the one a year. This would be the one I went to. So yeah, I'm excited gonna... to get into this as like them introducing podcasts right now. Like that's exciting to me. Um, it's exciting that more cons are kind of being more accepting of podcasting as part of a convention culture. You know, being more traditional now, and the fact that they're willing to like let us and Daydream Instruction Manual come out and just talk to people and have fun and create content with them, like. It's it's pretty fun to to meet people that are, are are trying to achieve the same goals as you or in the same community and aren't just trying to make money about it. Like, dude, when you told me it was free to get in, and I, I thought you were pulling my leg for like literally two weeks, <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right, but seriously, how much is it? And then you're like, no, no, it's it's nonprofit. We're doing free. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna bring so much money. <laughs> like, I'm gonna spoil well. myself. I tell you what, last year we had a couple of the artists show up last year and they're setting up their tables on Friday a little. This is like my one of my con stories. I'll get this out real quick. <laughs> I know uh, one of one of the guys who I'd bought from before. He was there and he's setting up a shop and he's like, "What are these?" They go, "These are these steel prints." And he had these really cool alien prints. And he does work for Disney, so he had all these Star Wars prints on steel. And he goes, "I don't know if these are going to sell because these cost a little more and these are a little pricier than the cardboard ones." Yeah. And he had like thirty. He had like thirty prints there to start out with. And guess what? None of them made them to the floor on Saturday because between me and three other vendors that were setting up, we bought all of his steel prints. <laughs> so. So he's he's prepared for this year because I think I I blew like you said you have money to spend because you're not blowing it up front, and he even told me last year I won't use his name because you know he does other larger cons. Mm -hmm. He told me last year he made more money at this con last year than he did any of the bigger city ones. <coughs> Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Than he did at the bigger ones. Did I say wizard? That's I mean I mean lizard, lizard. Yeah, There's lizard. A lizard on my lap. Okay, a lizard, lizard. Lizard convention. So I remember guys, that. For, so for guys like him who have to spend money getting to these conventions, setting up, plus paying like a huge booth fee. Yeah. You, know, you got to cover that money. So you're seeing a lot more of these artists and independent contractors and vendors come into these smaller cons because they're making more money because they're not spending money up front. It's simple business. People give people a cheap a cheaper alternative. They'll use it, and everybody makes money. Everybody's happy. That's all we ask for. If you go there, you're going to be happy. Hell yeah. I'm excited, man, just to get kind of like in this without really knowing what I'm doing. Because every con that I go to, I'm like, oh, God, I've never been here before. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a whole new thing for me. So I'm just excited to dig into it with a bunch of people that want to do the same shit we do. Um, yeah, dude. So the end of March, Grand Island, Grand Island uh, Comic Con. Come see us. Daydream Instruction Manual. We'll be hanging out all weekend um i don't think i'm gonna get there till saturday night uh mikey's got a big boy job but may uh is gonna be at the the booth with john we're gonna they're gonna be hanging out friday and most of saturday i'll be there by saturday night and we'll get some episodes and recorded gonna, and i think for saturday night i think we're gonna set up some sort of a an adult libation kind of meet and greet yes you know, go out for some cocktails nothing too crazy so when we get more information about that and if anybody's going to be there in grand island and i think there's going to be a lot of the omaha slash lincoln regulars there because it's only a week before planet comic con so this is the free one before you go to kansas city and waste all your money yeah grand so, island Woo! we will see you there so we will so we will set up some sort of a meet and greet during saturday night and once we get detail de ah, excuse me details on that we'll we'll get those posted so hell yeah onward and upward stay onward tuned and upward. for that and we will let you guys know what's going on uh mo yes how you doing i'm doing <laughs> um i think it's time to tell the people mo let's uh let's break the ice here break what oh uh we're doing that now oh, oh yeah okay. we're doing it now we have something to announce 
As you all know, uh, we've kind of been pushing towards a goal of at least establishing some sort of uh, sponsored Twitch streamer team. We're looking for individuals that, you know, stream weekly and either on a competitive or just, you know, recreational basis. We're trying to stream other people's content. Um, right now, we're working out the mechanics of that and the legalities of streaming through Twitch. But once we have that figured out, we plan on... Um, working towards the goal of eventually one day maybe sponsoring this team to go play in some tournaments uh, as the Weekly Geekly's team. Um, so if anyone's interested in this, if any streamers are looking to maybe broaden their horizons, get a bigger platform, uh, get some oomph behind you, contact the Weekly Geekly. We've already got several applicants. Um, couple different types of streamers um so everyone's welcome it doesn't matter if you are an apex player or a fortnite player or if you play on pc or if you play on console uh, message the podcast directly uh dm us if you have any questions uh send us your profile let us know what games you like let us know what uh you play on and what your capabilities are as far as time we'll totally listen and we'll take in everything right now we're still trying to kind of like take applications so send it in we'll get to you as fast as we can we are kind of piling right now uh, we've got at least five or six we haven't looked at yet, so it takes a while. <laughs> but we are here to say Mo the Bearcat is our very first team member, everybody. So give this man a round of applause. Woo! Yay! Woo! Bravo! Fuck yeah. So as soon as we figure out uh, how we're going to actually set up you know, the physical page and, and the streaming for his content through us and all that, blah, blah, blah. We will let you know and keep you posted for now. Just uh, check out Mo's stuff. He's on Twitch. He's been twitching for a while. He twitches so much you could call him a tweaker, but he's not one. Um, <laughs> the man games hardcore. Uh, we actually put a clip up on our Facebook page of a mighty, mighty kill shot that... Uh, May or may not be whiskey-related. Um, we won't say more, but you should check it out. This is the example of craziness that we're looking for. If you think you have the skills to people to compete in the live arena, and you're looking for people to play with and team up with and uh, stream your victories, let us know. We're totally willing to hear you out here. Um, and, right now... And it's not, and it's not just... And it's not just about winning; it's about being entertaining as well. Exactly. You can watch guys just—you can watch guys just win all day, and it's the worst thing you've ever watched. Right, so and you can be entertaining and skillful. Exactly. It's not just about playing games; it's about streaming, and streaming comes along with more than just playing games. But uh, like I said, anyone who's interested, let us know. Right now, unfortunately, we're only looking for like four to five members. Uh, Mo, of course, has taken the first spot. We have another person we're currently talking to, uh, trying to recruit them. Uh, which we won't announce officially until everything's kind of set in stone. Um, but go check his assuming, Twitch page I'm out. I'm assuming applicants are 18 and over, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Yep, No, nobody who can't sign anything for themselves. Uh, of course, we're probably not going to make you sign anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, uh, Mo, what is your Twitch channel for all the folks out there on the interwebs? Well, it's uh, twitch.tv forward slash Mo the Bearcat. Woo! That's, uh, M that's M O E T H E B E A R K A T. Cat with a K, people. Mo the Bearcat. Check him out on Twitch. Uh, how often do you stream, Mo? Uh, usually it's Sunday through Wednesday. But yeah. uh, recently, uh, with all the changes at work, uh, my schedule's a little bit fluctuating. Right, but, uh, right. I keep it usually very uh, straight up and forward on. Uh, my schedule and updates are all going to be on Twitter. Awesome. 
Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, everybody, like I said, check his page out. Um, keep keep up with us for updates as far as this team. Um, if you are interested, shoot us a message. Let us know what you do, man. Um, preferably right now, we are trying to focus on team-related games. Uh, one of the hot ones, I think, would be Apex. So if anyone plays Apex, either on console or PC, let us know. If you want to jump in, get to know some of your fellow, you know, candidates or players uh maybe we could start up some stuff and stream that that'd be fun um just hit us up we're totally willing to uh sponsor any of that kind of content we are all about passion projects here at the weekly geekly um this thing fucking started like two years ago and it was just comic books and movies and comic books and movies and we've kind of evolved out of just the pop culture realm um now i think i would kind of define us more as a counterculture podcast uh something that dives into everyone's passions what they geek out about what what they stay up late thinking about and they can't sleep because of you know what i mean for me it just so happens to be um comic books movies weird shit collecting you know awkward things (laughs) but for you it may be something else it may be uh your mechanic skills you know uh could be your etsy store could be anything if you want to talk about it Send us a message. Send me a message on Facebook. Send us a, mes- a message anywhere on Instagram, any of that stuff. We'd love to have you on the show where we could at least stream with you now and uh, talk about it live, and we could set up some stuff in the future. So if you have an interest on in coming on the show, just reach out to us. We are totally willing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of, so speaking of which, what what – one of the things I was looking at talking about is what are you currently playing video game wise? You know, let's kind of go around the room. What's what's currently your go tos? Very appropriate question, Mo. Uh, it's it's actually very interesting. Uh, so I'm actually dabbling a little bit in Apex. Uh, I just started today, but uh, usually I do competitive Overwatch, um, PUBG. Um, I I'm a variety streamer, so usually I. Right now we're going through Resident Evil. Or actually, we're going to start it up again uh, so I can get through Resident Evil 2, the remaster version. And then I think next month we're starting the Nathan Drake collection, I believe, Ooh. after we finish Tomb Raider. Nice. So Mo's into that adventure shit. Hardcore. Uncharted number two is like my one of my favorite console games of all time. It's so amazing. I, I don't know, it man. Is. I can't really say my all-time favorite. I, lately I've been playing uh, a lot of Red Dead 2, of course. Uh, and then Apex Legends, I just started playing that, but honestly, I think that's my new obsession. It is so much better than any of the other Battle Royale games I've ever played. Me and Mikey rushed in a little bit today, Mo, we're talking, is it, as much as I, I mean, Call of Duty has pretty much died as far as streaming goes, and I think it's because they, they charged everybody for that huge bundle, and the only really playable, repeatedly playable thing on there is Blackout, and they just should have made blackout for free and then i think that thing would have really rode but now apex i think is really wonderful too because it's smart like i said for respawn entertainment they took they took a game that kind of failed like titanfall 2 was a great game but essentially failed via horrible release to begin with and then uh, excuse me uh, respawn was smart they took all these assets they already had took the engine they already had and they basically scrubbed together one of the best multiplayer experiences i've played in a long time and you know, they're looking like geniuses now. Like, like what would you call it, Mikey? Fortnite for adults. Yeah, Fortnite for adults. And I said earlier on Facebook, I was like, Apex Legends is Fortnite for people who aren't virgins. Because <laughs> all I see is little kids playing Fortnite nowadays, dude. And I don't know, or people who are just streaming for you know the views, pretty much, not for fun. And 
Apex to me is like I don't know. It's a little more like mature as far as the mechanics of the game. It's not just point click shoot. It's like you got a lot of other stuff going on. You got health packs. You got like random gear that you can use. You got special abilities, and then you have to think in terms of not just the circle, but there's squads of three running around. I don't know. It's it's a little different than Fortnite. It sounds like I'm just trying to play it up, and it, it's oh, he's, oh, but he just likes this better than Fortnite. It's the exact same thing. Honestly, it's a battle royale game, so you'll play it and be like, fuck Mikey, but it is a lot better. You can slide down the hills and shit. You don't take fall damage. Like, it's a way more futuristic in the way it should be, as opposed to, like, when Black Ops started doing that, like, drone shit, you know? And, like, remote control car shit. I hate that. Yep. That was the worst. So, uh, Mo, I got it. So, Mo, I got a question since you're actually the, 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 the streamer of the bunch. Do you find, do you think that there's, uh, do you think that the gamers are so fickle and that's why you see all these jumps from, from like PUBG got killed by COD and now COD's getting killed by, by Apex and Fortnite's still there. Even Fortnite's losing uh, players to Apex. Is it because there's not enough content going for these games? But is it to the point now where even if Fortnite released new content every day, is is the gaming public so fickle that they just have to go to the next new thing? So is like Apex going to be around for another two months and the next new thing hits, or what's the what's the? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean that's and that's where you're running. You're going to see a lot of the the big issues is is that most of these games aren't designed like the problem with what you're running into right now, and this is just from what I've gathered. Um, is that you have the the big streamers, they jumped on the Fortnite bandwagon before it was free-for-all. Like, you know, people would just play random games, and then whatever was popular was popular. Uh, League of Legends has been a staple, so that's never going to change. It has a good backbone um, in the competitive scene, so you're not going to see the views really change on that as much. Uh, just like with uh, Smash, Smash is probably going to be the same amount of community-wise. World of Warcraft is has gone down, um, but things like when the with the introduction of Fortnite, a lot of the content creators all jumped wagons because that was the hot thing, and that's how you got views, subs, and so forth. Um, whereas uh, the the staples like uh, like um, CS:GO, for instance, Counter Strike, um, those those communities will never die because they have such a strong community. Uh, exactly. Whereas yeah. the Fortnite community is it's going to be fickle because you have kids playing uh the real community people are the ones that support it 100 percent, and these people are just going for money grabs it's kind of like when summit switched when summit ended up having like sea of thieves blow up because summit was the only one streaming it uh before apex came out all the big streamers all of a sudden switched over to that because all of a sudden summits are getting more views than anybody in the group and that's where that's where you're going to start seeing those trends uh, it gets kind of crazy, uh, but the thing is, is, is it shouldn't matter what you stream. It's the it's the content that you create and what you have to bring to the table yeah. that brings people to mm-hmm. you. If it's just because you're whether it's a skill set or the fact that you're able to communicate accordingly or what have you, or you're just entertaining, um, you know, people watch you for your community will build on its own for you and for your content. Um, and not for what game you're playing. Um, some people will go in because of your skill set, but most of the, the good chunk of the community all deals with 
um, just the content that you make and how you bring your uniqueness to the table. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. want to issue like, I want to issue like a challenge to the people who are interested in joining this team because there are only like a handful of spots left. Like, show us how you're different. Show us what makes you different from every other streamer out there, every other competitive gamer, every other recreational gamer. I want to know what your content can bring to the table as far as diversity. You know what I mean? That's what I'm interested in, is showing different types of gaming, not just all one. Like, yeah, I'd like to get in the future some kind of a tournament thing going, but that's not my only goal. You know what I mean? I want to promote other people's work. So what what is your setup, Mo, as far as your, your current gaming setup? In regards to what? What you what you stream on is console, PC, are you playing your console games on a oh, monitor or um, PC I'm, monitor? Yeah, yeah I, I mix. So I run, I have a lot of PC games that I play. Um, I also have console, I have a PlayStation, and I have a Switch. Um, so currently, um, yeah, it just depends on what's available. If I can't find it on PC and it's a PlayStation exclusive, for instance, because anything on Xbox is going to be on PC. That's the, the that's usually how it works. True. Yeah. So if it's on Xbox only, then I usually can find it on PC. So most of the time I'll play on PC. If it's something that's PlayStation exclusive, I'll play it only on PlayStation, excluding like Resident Evil. Um, because, well, I mean, it came out on PlayStation, so I kind of want to keep it to its roots. Uh, and then um, th- that's kind of how that'll all play out. Um, I don't know if that... And then there's also a third part, which is um, where we just review videos, stuff like that. Uh, stream decides on what clips they want to play, and we talk about it. Um, things like that. I don't. I don't... And it's just a lot of commentary, mostly. That's cool. And you got to keep now, it entertaining. Do you, do you... There's some people that I watch that they're good at games, but they're go- so goddamn boring I can't even watch. You know? Right. Right. Like like Doctor Disrespect or like Shroud, they could play Pong and still have a million views because they're fun to watch. Yeah. That's and there's cool. some people right. that and literally just make showman. videos that make fun of like games and shit, and I love them. There's a video game donkey. He just makes dumb reviews of video games, and they're hilarious. You know what I mean? It's like your content doesn't have to be, like, groundbreaking. Like, you could just have fun, and someone's going to find it, like, amazing, you know? What what made... But the thing was, is, like, what made Donkey good at what Donkey did best was he usually... He was, like, Riot or Die League League of Legends. Yeah. And Riot, and, you know, pardon my French, Riot fucked him over, and they fucked him over hard. And after that... He was like, fuck it. And he wanted to change. He decided to change his content. And the content that he decided to change to is just him doing reviews on games. But it's he brought what he used to have fun with doing in 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 League of Legends. And he brought it to the rest, like his his commentary and his entertainment style to each individual game that he plays. Yeah. And he re- I feel like he reviews it better than, you know, everyone's like, oh, check IGN or, you know, I'll be honest with you, IGN reviews are bullshit. Yeah. We all know that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. If you really want, you know, like Video Game Donkey will give you the most sarcastic version of what you think it should be. Um, but it's just trying the games out and not worry about what the ratings are. That's what makes makes or breaks that you know and i think the thing is is what people are looking at nowadays i don't i mean i don't mean to tangent off and i apologize no you're fine you're fine Keep uh, going. no no is that is you know it's, it's kind of like the movie critics for instance like when 
if the movie critics for mainstream media don't like something, but then the audience does, well, what what do they do? Oh, well, look at that. Then they're trying to get rid of the audience reviews because they feel like the audience is wrong because that's their job. But to be honest with you, you know, most of these places are all journalists that aren't, you know, they're not going to, they, they have their own style. They're going to be, they're going to, they're going to go where the money's at. And yeah. whereas like the audience is going to be straight up about it. You know, if the audience says it sucks, oh. there's a good chance the audience is right. 99% of the time. Right. <laughs> well, and, and you know what though? I think like, uh, let me butt in real quick on here. Like my friend Craig, uh, Sliva's online here. In fact, he joined in and me and Craig back in the day when all the movie theaters were strict, were still film. We yeah. used to get going. I used to work nights. We used to go to our local theater and help, our, the guy who ran the theater string up prints so on Thursday night he'd get a new print and we'd be able to watch all the new stuff after we set things up so me and Craig probably watched one or two brand new movies a week for like five six years and we became one of these jaded movie critics we're just two normal guys watching movies we became one of these really jaded critics because guess what we were seeing movies all the time where it kind of became a job it was a fun job but we watched so much stuff to where you started getting really bitter and pissy. And when people started disagreeing with us, we're like, well, you're just a normal person. And when I got away from that and went on days where I worked at and we, and we were no longer doing that because everything switched to digital. So you don't need to have the preview prints and whatnot. Everything is now hard drive driven. Yeah. I was not only seeing I'm not only seeing a new movie, maybe once every two weeks, maybe once a month. And then I became the guy who kind of liked a lot of stuff where five years ago. Like 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 Alita, for instance. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Now, if I would have watched Alita five six years ago, back when I was watching a movie every week, I would have crapped all over that thing. But I was a little more easy on it because I wasn't being inundated with watching two or you know a couple of big movies every week. Right. Because you watch so much stuff. It's it, you watch so much stuff. You, it's it's hard to find that one thing that just sticks out for you. So I can see why critics get that way. And as soon as I became a normal person again, so to speak. I loosened up on movies to where I'm like, you know what, after 40 hours of work, and I told this to Mikey once, after 40 hours of work, 45 hours plus a week of work, as long as they're entertained, I'm fine. But back before that happened, I used to cut things apart big time in movies. I was the most cynical movie viewer on the planet. So, you know, that's, you watch so much of that stuff, I think you become a cynic. It's not the critic as much. I was that way for a long time, um, especially towards the beginning of the show. Like, I feel like doing reviews kind of made me a little more cynical and a little more of a nihilist for a while when it comes to, like, looking at someone else's art from a non-biased lens, you know? But so you're I think, in the same place I was. Yeah, but I think what, what happened, well, and coincidentally, the show last year went through kind of a rut when we were, like, changing things up. And I just had to take a step back and take a sabbatical. I, I don't know if you remember, but there was two or three months last year where I barely, barely released any content that I recorded. I think I still have like five episodes backlogged that I'm just going to make into some wow. weird, trippy episode that's like the B-sides. <laughs> you know, what I mean? Lost like adventures of the Weekly Geekly. But uh, I was kind of just like in a slump at that point, like as far as like discussing other content, like I just couldn't do it. So... I had to take a sabbatical. I had to stop for like a couple months and then uh, I kind of, it took something to come out like a movie or a comic book for me to kind of get that fire again. You know what I mean? It was, it, it happens every once in a while, but you, you have to like wait for something good to spark that fire in you again. Especially as like a creator, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely interesting. I mean, I, I personally, the main reason why 
Um, like I used to go with somebody to the movies and I used to really enjoy having those conversations about what I liked and what I didn't like about the movie. I just, I never paid attention to the movie reviews Yeah, mainly because I feel like the movie reviews took away from what the movie was. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to go see it, I wouldn't, I would completely cut myself off until I saw it from social media just because it's not because of spoilers because I don't really care if somebody spoils a movie for me. But if they give me their opinion about it, it, that matters. Because when someone gives you their opinion about something, you're automatically going with the assumption of their opinion. And I don't want that, you know, you know, because like when, you know, when we were younger and I'm assuming you're all in the same boat was this is like you go to the cinema. um, That was, you know, that was back when we had dial up. Nobody talked about it unless you went looking for it. uh, You could enjoy the movie for what it was. I mean, things like Ace Ventura. Um, that's a dumb movie, but it's funny and it has its quirks and that's what makes it a good movie. If someone would have told me like, well, that's a dumb movie. I would have gone into it with like already a negative attitude about it. Like, Oh, I'm going to expect this to be dumb, but you know, but when you sit down and you watch it and you don't pay attention to what other people say, or just kind of cut yourself off your whole aspect and your point of view changes completely. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that totally does make sense. I feel like it's important, I guess, the overall message is to, like, take yourself out of what you're thinking if you get to that kind of a place and just separate yourself entirely until you can have, like, a clear perspective, you know? Because it's hard to, like, stay unbiased, especially if you don't... Like, let's say we're reviewing a comic book that I hate the content or I just don't like the artist. So I'm automatically going to have that in mind when I read the comic, and the whole time it's going to bug me. But if I could put that aside for a minute and look at it through another like lens as a whole new product and has nothing to do with my own agenda, then I can review it properly and tell someone what I objectively think. You know what I mean? It's hard to do that, though, with with the things that come out. Like, I don't know, everyone's very opinionated nowadays, and it's hard to criticize someone else's work sometimes. You know what I mean? Going you know, A real quick one. Going back to Ace Ventura... And uh, by the way, Eddie Fossil just joined us. He brought Woo, up his love Eddie. for Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, he brought the bearded one. Brought up his love for Ace Ventura too. Be quiet, oh Eddie. You're ruining everything. <laughs> but uh, here's the here's the thing. Going back to Ace Ventura, Mo. If Ace Ventura came out today with today's social media climate, would it have been as big of a hit as it was back then? Because, like you said, it it had that shield because no one could instantaneously ruin it for everybody. No. Yeah. Uh, Jamie just said no over here. Uh, agreed. I don't think it would have done what it did. I think there are there are classics that are only classics because of when they became, you know, a movie when when they released and when things happened and, and given the social climate that was around that time. Uh, I think if so- Ace Ventura the original was released nowadays, people would boycott it. Well, I think what was it like? Um, there was that movie. Oh man, I'm gonna it's gonna I'm gonna butcher it. But do you remember that? Um, I think it was like Blue Lagoon or like I think it was like Blue Lagoon. It's where it was like the two underage kids that get to str- that get stranded. And it's like a '70s movie. You know what I'm uh, talking yeah, about? Like uh, Brooke Shields and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Brooke Shields, what a babe. God, yes. Right. So the thing ready, was ready, 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 ready. I know the name. Ready, Christopher Atkins. Why the hell do I know that? What right. Is so, but that's but that's the thing is like a movie like that, even though it was artistic, even though the film itself uh, had two underage people, that would have got torn apart nowadays. Yeah, and 
you know, mainly because how social media works. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, people expressing their opinion. I think that's totally fine. I think you're everyone's entitled to their voice. But I think movies then compared to now would you know, movies like that, you know, you couldn't get you wouldn't be able to get away with that. It, it would have been shut down immediately. And granted, um, and I feel like that's thing like small things like that can make or break a movie. You know, one person says one bad thing, and then if it trends because of because of how it was shot or because uh, of the content that was in there, you, you know, you could, in essence, it could destroy a movie just by opinion alone. You know, and I, I, I'm kind of glad that some of those classics came out when they did because I don't think I don't think we would have the same movie style like uh, the the adventure the adventurous type of different types of shots or different types of creations for the movies that we have now if it wasn't for the cent- the lack of i guess lack of censorship that we had i don't know i don't i don't want to like take this into like a weird rabbit hole but no I and i totally agree like in our day and age people are so easy to, to get offended i mean just you know not people with common sense but the vast majority of people unfortunately think that way and are so short-sighted to not understand and it's like if you were to release anything like that now, it would get just banned immediately. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like Ace Ventura was a perfect example because of like the whole guy who switched to a girl thing, and he makes all those jokes at the end when they're in the dock. You know? And oh, that's right. Jim Carrey uh, would get his eye horn. Yeah, Jim Jim Carrey yeah. would get ripped apart nowadays. He would not be seen as he is seen now. He has a very good reputation and now he's like this new he's broken through to the like fucking transient dmt joe rogan level like you know what i mean and everyone's like oh my god and all these girls are like sharing his things on facebook like jim carrey is otherworldly and all this shit i'm like no just stop like he's making a point but he's making it in a way that you're just gonna fantasize about you know what i mean but or or he like burns he takes his clothes off and he burns it in the trash can takes a cold shower and cries I think Jim Carrey's just always going to wear a mask no matter what he is or what he does because he's Jim Carrey. (laughs) True. But uh, if he were to do any of that nowadays that he did way back then, he would be, like, hung on a cross. Yeah, Eddie says public sentiment is uh, cyclical. That's a good good point. (laughs) In the 70s were were a response to the prudish 50s, which is a good point. Yeah. Very insightful today, Eddie. We appreciate you. Like my, like my like like my mom used to tell me, like if you watch like TV in the in the fifties, you never saw Elvis uh, uh, below the waist because that was a bad thing. Yeah. Ooh. And, 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 and in the seventies, I don't know how I don't know how old Mo is. How old are you, Mo? Oh, I'm 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 uh, thirty-four. Okay. So I'm like I'm like forty-eight-ish. Wow, I'm old. But um, back when Kiss was out, we weren't allowed to listen to Kiss in the house because back in the seventies, Kiss actually for parents was supposed to be kids in Satan's service. And now oh, you go to a Kiss concert. Satan's service, yeah. Kid, yeah. as kids are knights in Satan's service, depending on which yeah. way you went with it. And and now you see grandparents and great grandparents taking their kids in full costume to a Kiss show. So right. You know, Things have changed, <laughs> which I which I think is really cool though, because like uh, you know. It, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, exactly that. Like, I think, um, I guess, yeah, the, the de-censor, the slow deconstruction of the heavy censorship that they used to have back in the back in the day. I mean, like, heck, if you watch movies like Reefer, Magnet, Reefer Madness nowadays, like, originally that was an actual um, PSA, in essence, right. uh, to, to people. And, like, now it's just a joke. 
Which I think they make fun of it in Harold and Kumar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to see how public opinion has changed in the last, like, several decades, even, you know? And when, like, okay, I'll, I'll always think of this as an example. Uh, when I interviewed Clean Rock One, he, he mentioned how, like, it's not the good old days anymore. Like, back in 90s tattooing, how it was, like, literally, like, people would fight you because they don't want other tattooers in their town. You know what I mean? Like, straight up, like, almost fucking gangster shit. You know what I mean? And now it's like that stuff is not around that much anymore in the culture of tattooing, I guess. Like, that was an interesting point to me. It's also like that in every other kind of, like, thing that came from an older generation because it's been drawn out. It's it's become something that's popularized and made fashionable over time. It loses that kind of Wild West feel to it after it's become normalized. And you can like it or hate it. I think it's cool because eventually things need to carry on and evolve. You know, even trends, even fashion, even pop culture. Everything that you like is not going to stay the same. If it did, it wouldn't be interesting. Life would be boring as fuck. You know what I mean? And I think it's cool that that industries change like that. You know what I mean? Even comic book industry. Look how that changed from the beginning to now. It It has boomed in the last, you know... 15 years again and no one saw that coming after it kind of died out last time so it's cool and of course it's because of movies and other influence but i think it's it's neat to see how the actual like they put out way more comics now than they did in the early 2000s you know what i mean all of like there's nothing (laughs) you didn't have crazy awesome walking dead you didn't have anything like that you know yeah i can see that uh, yeah, that's definitely interesting. When I was in high school, they didn't have half the fucking shit out in the comic book stores as they do when I graduated high school. And that's nuts to me. And I was in high school like a decade ago. So I think of that, and then I think, well, what's the future of comic books? You know what I mean? Is it just going to keep expanding into more brands or different storylines? Are there going to be new revolutionary types of comic books? I, I don't know. I'm just excited well, <laughs> for the future of this <clears throat> because it's booming again and it's becoming something that is becoming more normalized. You see people reading well, comics what, what more. Ki- well, what killed comics in the 90s was that it became a speculator's market in the 90s and then suddenly it's like, I have to buy or all four different covers of Image Comics, Spawn Number One, or whatever Liefeld book was coming out, and it became like you're buying ten copies of issue number one of some comic, and that's what killed the market back in the '90s. Yeah. And now it's big again because now it's storyteller based, mm-hmm. as opposed, to, and having such a huge influx in the cinemas now of, of all these comic book movies, all these properties are now just a way to get into the movie business and make the money. So people want these brand new IPs to be made. So the hope is, if you make a brand new comic book, that someday you get a TV show like Deadly Class or a movie like an MCU movie. Yeah. And right now, this right now the story and the character are pushing each franchise. It's not about selling as many copies of the same issue to the to idiots like me who bought every copy. You know, <laughs> the, those days. Are, well, if you look at it now, you go to comic shop now, you don't see like fifty different copies of an issue of Spider Man. Yeah, you only see like twenty or thirty, so and then they're out. You, they don't reorder a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. just in, in, in. Like that's it. Those days are done, thankfully. Yeah, I, I, I do. It does kind of bum me out because sometimes I'll find an issue like five. A story like five issues in and they don't have the first three and I'm like well fuck now I gotta wait for the volume but the volume doesn't come out for six months so I'm like well god damn it I can either read a little bit of it now and and like wonder what it's gonna be like and wait or I can wait like another six months till the volume comes out and then binge it you know what I mean I end up fucking binging it all the time <laughs> that's why I have like a yeah, like- bookshelf full of novels and then like a rack full of comics <laughs> 
Well, like like Eddie, like Eddie just brought up. He said, like, will I be able to retire my purchase of Death of Superman? I mean, God, anybody who was around for that whole debacle <laughs> realized how much money, how much money they spent on stuff that was like wasted. I mean, uh, and I, I became one of those people because a friend of mine used to work at DC, and I remember he shipped back like cases of these black bagged limited edition death of superman issues with silver mylar lettering yeah and we were selling those on ebay for like three four hundred dollars a piece i was anyway I, I became one of those people you know i wasn't i wasn't about reading the book anymore i was about making money like it was like the stock market back then if you're if you're in comic book collecting back in the 90s it was, it was like it was like being the gordon gecko of comic books you know to paraphrase a little wall street characterization it was a horrible time to be a comic book reader because you never read anything you just yeah. put it away and it was about selling and making money and those days are gone like it was said, like stock well there's still collectors <laughs> out there and like anybody who actually is a reader of comics is I, for me it's like i hate that i hate that you want to buy something that i want to enjoy because you want to resell it for value and don't get me wrong i'm a collector so in my collection i'm always looking to save the money that I put down or possibly through time make more off of it if I want to get rid of it but my intention is to have it in my collection not to resell it you know what I mean like I have a daredevil um it's uh, like a 1964 number four uh it's him versus purple man I believe and it's back when he had the yellow costume before they even made the red one he looked kind of like a wrestler really weird and cheesy I got it like at some fucking flea market for 60 bucks it's worth 150 over time that's gonna go up so that's like something that like i i don't read daredevil but i thought about it as an investment you know what i mean but then there's stuff that i get sentimentally that i don't really care if it's worth anything i'll just frame it and put it in my collection <laughs> you know what i mean so i think it's it's i don't know that's fun to me as a enthusiast i guess with pop culture i am a huge collector and it's not even just comics like funko's crazy art tattoos weird shit i've always kind of been a collector and i don't know it's fun to me because like i said it's an investment but you're also kind of like getting something out of it you know mo collects broken hearts though uh-huh uh-huh no <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. awkward shirt collar tug <laughs> uh -huh. so uh yeah well i mean the thing is like with collections like i uh, like my brag like my slow like small thing that i uh, sentimental Ooh, yeah i want to hear your brag tell me what you got uh, issue the original issues of like one through 72 of the original amazing spider-man and uh, i think what was it um I think issue number 50 was signed by Stan Lee and that sits in a deposit box. Like the whole thing sits in a deposit box in a bank. Like I don't even touch them. I don't look at them. I just know they exist and they're there uh, because I just don't want to touch them because I enjoy them so much. I'll read them through over and over again. That's why I spent money on and get the digital version. So then that way I don't, you know, I don't take up as much space, but I can still enjoy myself a good comic. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's, and if you're going to, like, have a collection and you're a true collector, everybody knows you get to buy one to read and you get to buy one to never open or touch. Like Eddie said I earlier in the stream, I like, do that. that is the true way. If you're buying issues and you're like, oh, I want to collect this, like, don't touch it. Because who knows, man, maybe one day that one comic will be worth something. Like, I'll go back and watch, like, go watch the new comics coming at Krypton, dude. Just go back there and look at the glass case. You'll find, like, issues of Saga that are, like, number one and they're, like... 
I swear to God, it's like 9.5 and it's worth something. I'm like, holy shit, dude. I remember when this comic came out. That's weird to me. Because I'm used to it only being older comics. But the trend is changing now. It's not just old comics are the most valuable ones. It's it's also based on popularity and shit like that, you know? Because the runs aren't as huge as they used to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have to do limited runs and they'll do re-releases. But then, you know, that's always not worth as much. So uh, do we want to do you want to pimp any more of your sponsors before we go into this last segment about our collection issues? Oh, well I've been uh kind of just throwing up video for the sponsors uh back and forth, but I guess I will say on audio for those of you listening, if you're in the market for any new apparel, if you're into the darker style, more tatted up, unholy sounding stuff, uh, go check out Ink Poisoning Apparel, our clothing sponsor. Uh, they've got some pretty fucking awesome shit. Um, all of it is just dark and creepy and all kind of fits in that tattoo culture. Um, go check them out. Use the promo code GEEK at checkout for 25% off your entire purchase. So spend as much as you want and you get 25% off through us. So you pretty much tell them the Weekly Geekly sent you. Um, those guys are really cool. They sent us some pretty fucking cool shirts. Uh, we met them back at Ocon last summer and fell in love with their booth. Immediately asked, why are you here? <laughs> because yeah. they just didn't seem like anything that would be there. You know, like I was like, you guys should be at a horror convention. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do those too. I was like, damn, you're just covering all the bases. Uh, guy owns the company. Where are they? What? Where are they from? Uh, I was going to say, guy owns the company. Actually, I, I met him at Ocon, but I should have met him earlier because he's friends with like half the people I know. His name's Steve Lyman. He's uh, one of the owners of the company. Very cool guy. Um, really into the dark aesthetic, you know what I mean? Tattoo kind of culture. Uh, they've got some pretty almost controversial shirts. So uh, go check them out. Ink Poisoning Apparel. Um, Omaha, Nebraska-based. Keeping it local. All of our sponsors are Nebraska-based. We're trying to uh, promote this community. Um, so yeah, check them out. And also, we got to take a, a minute to uh, you know stroke Brent's ego here. Uh, <laughs> Brent is our longest it's, it's, sponsor. It's, it's, it's fine. No, no, no. Shh. Just lay back and let me do what I do. Yeah. I said it. That sounds uh, good. Oh, I know. That's why I said it. Uh, BPI Multimedia has been our longest sponsor since pretty much the beginning of the show. Um, I remember the first day Brent went out and bought us some brand new studio mics and said, go for it, kid. And ever since then, we've just been laying down weird content and annoying people, probably making them get a little upset. So uh, thank you for all the support, man. Thanks for helping us get to some cons and, and promoting our name. We do appreciate it, dude. Uh, I do not tell you that enough. So Spoiling, spoiling major release movies the day after they come out since what? Three years ago? Since 2016. Yeah, I think we've been spoiling since the very first episode, which if I can remember, it's... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Spectral on Netflix and A Nightmare Christmas Story or some shit. It was, it was those two Netflix movies. It was a very short episode, very shitty. If you want to hear how far we've come, I guess, go listen to that episode on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. They're both free. It's our very first one. We, you can kind of – it's weird to listen because two years of content is a big range of growth, you know, even as, as a, a – as a personality, I guess. Uh, and, and it's fun to kind of listen and hear how people grow. So, I don't know. I encourage everyone to go back, listen to something if it just sounds interesting to you. I always tell people to go, where do I start? You know, like you have so much stuff to listen to. Should I listen to them in order? Da, da, da. I always say, just look at the 
titles. There's either a funny title or something interesting we talked about. Just click on what interests you and go from there. Um, We've done a number of interviews with different uh, personalities from TV and other stuff. So uh, check out our iTunes or SoundCloud page. That's where all the episodes are. Uh, From now on, I think we're just going to do this as well. We're going to live stream and then we're going to release the episodes out later because I really, really like having this live stream on, having people interact with us. I think this just adds another dynamic to the show. You know what I mean? Basically, it's another thing we've stolen from Eddie. Right. But uh, for now, we're not going to do the video. We're going we're gonna to let Eddie be the video live guy because I like his setup. It's very Conan O'Brien talk show. Thank you for that, Eddie. I love his, I love his lovely bear-esque beard. Oh, I know. And I, I just like the whole counter back and forth you know what i mean i uh, we've got a round table thing going on but i like how he rocks the back and forth and they always got these fun little props on their show man they do such a cool job eddie one day we have to do a show together we've been trying to do this forever but schedules don't work out eddie's got a family i'm just a i work too much all the time a lonely a lonely boy it's finally gonna happen at Grand Con. So if you want to see the crazy merging of these two shows into one either epic failure or great disaster, <laughs> go to Grand Con March 22nd through 24th. And I have an announcement here, too, where I think at Grand Con, I'm going to record at least one or two episodes of the podcast I've been thinking about doing. I'll have to get you and Eddie on separate episodes. And me and uh, Mikey have discussed it. And I came with it's a really easy show. It's going to be called The First Time I Saw Dot Dot Dot. Yes, I love and this. We're, and and since there's age gaps between me and Mo and Eddie and and yourself, I like to do the one-on-one kind of like Joe Rogan-esque, you know, discussion of, like for instance, my first episode. I think it's going to be between me and Eddie. I'd like to be, which will be the first time I saw, dot 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 Alien, because when I saw Alien, I was nine years old in the theater with my dad. And yeah. when Eddie was first time he saw Alien, there's going to be a little bit of an age gap. And when the first time you and Mo saw Alien, it's probably on cable or on a Blu-ray. Or a DVD. And where were you at at your point in your life? It's not just about the movie. We're going to discuss not just about the movie, which will be a big part of it. We're going to discuss where were you at in your life? Were you a kid? What was it like back then? You know, things that tied into that movie, things that wouldn't have worked today if you watched that movie. You know, like, for instance, I have my quick story on that is my nephew, uh, Noah, back when he was in town, he wanted to watch Alien. And I'm like, well, you're not going to watch Alien. And then I realized, oh, shit, you're the same age I was when I saw Alien. Right. It, like, shocks you because you don't it, remember being yeah. that young. You're like, I thought I was older. Fuck. <laughs> and that's that's how I came up with the idea for the show. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, because where, where he's at, it's a whole different world now being, yeah. you know, in, a, in, in 2019. And where I was at back in 1979, that's a whole different way of looking at a movie and watching a movie and what what went through it and like today my my dad would get crucified if he was still around taking a nine-year-old kid to go see alien (laughs) you know and back then it was okay you know and so that's that's how we're going to go at it is we're going to look at a different movie or even a different tv show and discuss you know life around that time it's gonna be more like of a history lesson all funneled into that movie or tv show and every week or in every episode hopefully every other week it'll be a different show and a different experience and different person's take on what their life was like during that experience i think that'll be fun man i'm excited please please tell me you guys are going to do an episode about that that movie or the tv show viper uh back remember when the we actually discussed that yeah, the Dodge Viper. Uh, it's like it, it was like Knight Rider, but with a Viper, and it didn't talk. Some of those things that didn't have like a long-term thing, like we're talking about, we're going to merge that show in. 
Uh, there's a show called Auto Man that was in. We've almost got to talk about Manimal for anybody who, who saw. Yeah. You know, someone like Mikey who's never seen Manimal. What's it's Manimal? It's going to be a great show to have. See exactly. I'm not going to discuss it because I'm, I'm going to have Mikey watch clips. <laughs> We're going to. I want. I want Mikey to be on my Manimal show. I'm going to have him watch episodes of Manimal on YouTube, and then go like, "What the hell was that all about?" And back <laughs> when I was a kid, Manimal. Manimal was a huge show, and he'll be like, "What is wrong with your childhood?" I'm so, so we'll excited for this. Kind of <laughs> we'll, and then we'll I want to show you something from my childhood, and you're probably going to be like seriously unimpressed. <laughs> so the easiest way. To, so I mean, if you if you're curious, like just a general idea of Manimal in a nutshell. Think. Do you remember like those books uh, that came out when we were kids, probably uh, called uh, Animorphs? Oh no! No, think, please, think... God, please don't tell me it's like that. Uh, no, it's not. But way cooler. God. Okay. This you're you're kind of losing me. <laughs> I hated those books. <laughs> no, it's it's not the same. It's just it just gives you a general idea of like the cover is kind of like how how manimal is gonna be except way way cooler think like a team meets like i mean i'm not gonna get into it okay you well just have i'm, I'm, I'm kind of well, excited now so I, we'll have to see i'm uh, i really want to do this i'm thinking with mikey I'm, I'm thinking with mikey since mikey's the youngest of the core mo i think the best thing would be we'll have like a show like the first time i saw like animal house and then we'll then we'll go into a 10 minute thing about something really horrible and stupid like manimal or viper or you know, like uh, Auto Man or Hardcastle McCormick or Voyager, some of those shows from the 80s and 90s that he has no way he's ever heard of. I also want to but talk about, us. like, okay, you're saying based on what the show is. I also want to talk about based on the experience you had. So, like, yeah, I want to talk about the time I went and saw Godzilla and almost pissed myself as a child. You know what I mean? That's what the show's about. <laughs> See, that's what the, show, that, that's what the show's about. Sometimes we may talk about the show in depth, and sometimes we might talk about your, your uh, urine issues from that, from that movie. And that's what's going to make the show, I think. So I've already got an idea for the, for the typeset. It's going to be like a typewriter typeset. It's going to be the first time I saw dot, 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 like a typewriter, and then we have the title of the show. Hell yeah, that'll be fun. In the font, so, and that's and you know like and I think that'd be a nice little sub, you know, Mo. That'd be I think actually we'll take what you're talking about and make that a sub segment where we throw. And now we're gonna talk about Mikey and what was wrong. It'd be like what would he call that when Mikey would watch something from our childhood and go like, what was wrong with your childhood? I feel like I feel like if you're gonna do it though, you're gonna have to do it as like a YouTube series where like it's Mikey's first like time or something. Just reaction where, videos, and, yeah. it, and it's literally just it's just like a montage oh, God, yes. while we're oh, while yes. we're, talking we're gonna about, have to do like, reaction we'll, videos. That'll be amazing. Like, while we're talking about it though, like we could literally just play, instead of having like like we could do this kind of conversation, but then kind of mute the background have and have this it. little clip in the in the in the corner as we're doing the podcast and. Um, you know, we can watch Mikey's face as we hit each part of, <laughs> of, of the show. Oh, please. this would be so much fun. Yeah, Let's but, do it. But uh, that's that. Those are, and I think I would like to record like at least one or two episodes of that show at Grand Connell. Eddie's already suggesting things like the man from Atlantis. I mean, good Lord. That's a, wow. <laughs> I totally forgot about that one. Every every how many I mean that was back and that was a uh, Patrick Duffy who used to be on on yeah. uh, Dallas he did that show it was on for one oh. season he used to swim really funny I remember every kid in my swim class and swim lessons in Tilden Nebraska tried to swim like him and he realized you can't go anywhere when you swim like that you just kind of hover it was some weird body gyration thing that if you did today in a pool you'd probably get arrested huh. so one one thing again, one thing also again another thing you can't do now <laughs> they they recreate so you remember MacGyver with uh, um, 
Yeah. Yes. With, with the, Who doesn't? Yeah, MacGyver, obviously. Well, they remade MacGyver into a new series and like a TV uh, show. Huh? Yeah, it was a new. It's a new TV series. They remade the entire thing to make it more up to date. MacGyver. Weird. And it's it's so cringe. It, it's like you want to watch bad. it, but it's bad. But you have to watch it because it's so bad. You know what I like better than MacGyver? There's nothing better than MacGyver, Mikey. Mac- oh, slap him. Slap Mac- him. MacGruber. MacGruber. Did you ever see that? that oh, my God. It's, it's the Saturday Night Live spoof with Will Forte, and they made a movie out of it, and it's fucking hilarious. They're talking about bringing that, they're talking about bringing that back as a TV show, maybe on Hulu or Netflix. Oh, please. Do you know how great that would be with him and Kristen Wiig? Dude, they were hilarious together. I think that'd be amazing. That entire movie was just so, fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, Mo, for you, if you were to sit down to a show, what would be the movie you'd want to go back at and say, the first time I saw it, dot, 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 what would be your movie or TV show? Oh, man, that's going to be a really interesting one. Um, I'd probably say the first movie-wise, um, I would probably say would would be the TV series It. Yes, Oh, God. Uh, from the from the from the early '90s, um, it's that or the TV version of The Shining. When um, because like was it um, Stephen King hated the Kubrick version, and in like the mid like a little bit later, so like the guy from Wings ends up being the guy from The Shining, a uh, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so bad, but it's so good. So uh, I'm so I'm thinking so I'm thinking this is what it'll it'll. There's so much. There's so much stuff you can do with this, and I think I think the one that's going to be punished the most on this is going to be Mikey because of his age. Yeah, yeah. Be- Early '90s had some really, really like interesting shows because we could, we can even bring up like, was it Xena Warrior Princess, um, Hercules series? I mean, that, that was all done by the Raimi brothers. Um, <laughs> and it's just there's just a laundry list of things we could watch. Like the, the first time, uh, like the ones I want to do, like with Eddie, I want to do like the first time I saw Jaws. I think that'll be an amazing show. Oh, that that's, be that's a good so Jaws, one. You Jaws, could get a Jaws range so of people too. You know, like, like that's uh, a movie everyone like shows Jamie, their kid. Like Jamie Dimension says, dude, I love that idea. I said, like for Jamie, we could go, we could do a almost a whole half hour on some sort of like gem and or some sort of like girls' cartoon series. Like, what would, what would you do, like? God, what was it? Have Jamie chime in. What would be her? From a, she said from a Sailor female. Moon. Oh, God. <laughs> see, for me, be, see, see, for me, that'd be the reverse because I never watched Sailor Moon. Did you ever watch like Saturday morning cartoons then? Yeah. Uh, okay, who didn't? So I remember like Dungeons and Dragons when they came out with that on like, Saturday morning so. cartoons. I, uh, I love that show. Uh, they had was it Disney had the gummy bears where they they would drink juice and then they would get super bouncy, um, and they had a they had a ride they had a ride behind it at Disney like a very short period of time they had a ride behind it. You know who'd be really good for the D and D TV one? What's up? We get Mikey and you in, we get Mikey you and Benito in the same room because I'm sure me and Benito and Mo have seen the TV series. I don't think Mikey has <laughs> the TV what? series. Super dank. There's a TV series for D and D. It's yeah. amazing, actually, because here's the thing: they never, they never did a final episode, so you never really know what happens to everybody. And there's always they had like in the box set on the final episode, it shows like a rough story cut final episode, and it's so dreary for Saturday morning cartoon standards. Like it doesn't turn out well for the characters. Yeah. So, 
But the show is amazing. But I think for the D&D one, that'd be cool to get Benito involved because I'm sure he watched that. I love that D&D cartoon. That's amazing stuff. Oh, and the writing was decent, too. And it was like everything was hand drawn, which is what made it really, really solid. I mean, I think that's one thing I really miss about those cartoons like Mikey when we throw them at you uh, or even non cartoons is uh, just the art style behind it all. It's it's neat. It's really nifty. Hell yeah. That's like half of why I got into cartoons in the first place is just visuals. <laughs> Eddie's bringing up 80s cartoons. Oh, Eddie's. He says the D&D Eddie, Eddie, cartoon Eddie, was so great. Hell Eddie yeah. needs to like log into the show. You know, he wants to log in right now, mic up, and go, I'm coming in, I'm miking up. <laughs> Dude, Snorks was... Yeah, Eddie, I, dip I your toes in the pool. It. Send can me I, your Skype name. Tonight? Tonight's episode has been really cool. I could talk for another, you know, God knows when. Hey, uh, who knows? Until one of us has a seizure. I think this is a good... Actually, this is one of the better shows we've had. Yeah, it's nice to be able to have this uh, possibility, too. Thank you for helping us out, Mo. Oh, yeah, you know what? You know what? You know why this show's working? You know why this show's working, Mikey? Because Jamie hasn't broke anything yet. Yeah, Jamie didn't break anything, so we're doing great. (laughs) <laughs> She's just laughing on her phone. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> Kill you. <laughs> remember when like Nintendo came out and they had like Captain N and like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? See, there's so much. I literally have like two years worth of material now. It's like, yeah, it's good. It's... You remember? Can you guys remember? You remember this show, The Kids Superpower Hour with Shazam? Uh, yes. Uh, it, was anim- it was animated. <sighs> <laughs> But it had a live action equivalent. So there's like all these kids dressed in tights and stuff. And then they had the the cartoon version. It was Hero High. And then in between the Hero High segments was a half hour Shazam family cartoon. So it was a mix of cartoon and live action stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad at here's all. What, that, here's, one, here's one for Mikey. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yes. Dude, I, I love all the Spider-Man shows. Like the early 90s ones. Or I mean late 90s ones. You know Ooh, what I really from- loved though? Go ahead. Hold on. I thought you were going to throw a sponsor at us there. Powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain oh. Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers. Yeah, fucking Captain Planet, yo. What do you know about this? He's a hero. I think of the Don Cheadle sketch. Dude, the Don Cheadle sketch is the best. Oh, yeah, it is. Have you seen that? Brent, have you seen the Don Cheadle sketch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. I fucking love it. He's like, I'm making it it rainforest, and then he, like, just, like, turn people into trees. (laughs) Now you're a tree. We do a separate YouTube reaction thing. Maybe shoot like four, four or five episodes at one time with Mikey, and then spread those out. And then do the way I want to do the show is do a movie, like a longer storytelling session, and then do a shorter blurp at the end about a TV show. Because the way I look at this is, it's going to be kind of like when Kevin Smith did his he does his concerts. He always starts with the sus, with the subject, and then he goes off on a tangent for half hour, then gets back to the subject. Yeah, this is the way I think this is going. This is, <laughs> this is our life. <laughs> But real sec, one second. I want to put a PSA out there. Okay, everybody, ready? Here we go. All right. Hey, all you planeteers at home, 
Remember, turn off the faucet between usages and recycle those plastics. Or else, I'll turn you into a fucking tree. Captain Planet, motherfucker. That was just gold. If you haven't seen that, go look up Captain Planet, uh, Don Cheadle. I think it's college humor, maybe, or funny humor, or one of those two. Yeah, uh, but I, I, it's I fucking hilarious. The the gifts are what where it's at. So. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the gifts. I'll, I'll be sending them. Oh, to I'm you sure later. you will on my Facebook. <laughs> I just told I just told Eddie. I go, you want to mic up so bad, don't you? He's probably like, yes. Get in here, Eddie. Dip your toes into the weekly geekly pool. We will finally merge as one. I've been trying to get Jamie to come on with me, but she's like, nah, I just want to sit here and listen to you. I just want to be here. And I'm like, nah, come on. Grab a microphone. It's right there. And I got a headset. You could just come on in. And we screw with her voice. It's like, I am Jamie. Yeah, I have an effects board here. I could do anything. (laughs) I could do anything. You know, one thing I will say uh, about Captain Planet, by the way, was hmm. remember when they had, like, the reverse Captain Planet, Captain Sludge? Unfortunately. That was so bad. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really, you know, I will say, like, Saturday morning cartoons, they had a lot of really good ones. Um, I, I think I just, they've it's changed so much because, you know, our early 90s, they had, you know, Animaniacs, Freakazoid. Like, there was a really good combination of just insane cartoons. And then Nickelodeon, uh, you know, had Nicktoons, you know, I don't Ren and Simpy, all that jazz. So, yeah, it's, I think there's going to be a lot of material that we can throw at Mikey um, outside of the mid-90s cartoons. Uh, I think 70s. We'll, we'll make them, we'll make them twitch and droll. You know, you gotta, you gotta do Dynamut. Or Mask. Do you remember Mask? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, like uh, there's a there's a documentary somewhere on YouTube. I can't remember the name. I'll have to find it and reference it. Where they discuss the reason why we don't have Saturday morning cartoons anymore because all these standards and practices came into place. They're no longer because basically it was make a toy line, make a TV show, maybe get one or two seasons, make a toy line, make a TV show, and that's what killed Saturday morning cartoons because they they pretty much made that illegal from a broadcasting standpoint, and that's what got rid of all the weekday long shows like G.I. Joe and Transformers and got rid of Mask and Thundercats and Silverhawks. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And so they had to have decency standards. One of the decency standards was you had to release stuff that made kids smarter. And so that's what got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, but most of that stuff nowadays, like, you know, you have, like, Dora the Explorer. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the only real, like, like, I guess show that always, like, made me feel good was Blue's Clues. I mean, that was later in life, but, you know. Because <laughs> when you found him, you're like, I found Blue. <laughs> oh, no. Aww. It was just like, it was just Aww. like, it was it was just interesting because, you know, Blue's Clues is, you know, I, I, I don't know. There were so many, like, theories when, like, Steve left. Wasn't he they just, like, like, addicted to drugs? No, no, he was bald. <laughs> Jesus. That was that was literally the reason why. He just got too old. Dude, you remember what else I remember as far as weird 
weird fucking rumors. I remember people people telling me that Dave Chappelle moved to South Africa and joined a witch doctor cult or some shit like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like that that was the explanation I had for what for someone told me why he doesn't do his show anymore. I was just like, well, he just uh, got he got tired of doing it. Yeah, I know. I figured out. out what happened, and then he eventually talked about it after a while. But he was like, I cannot believe some of the rumors that came out. And I was just like, well, it's kind of what happens when you don't tell people what you're doing. It, it, he basically turned down $30 million and went home, which is pretty admirable. Right. Not a lot of people would do that. Yeah, that's that's true. But, I mean, it's a... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's good stuff. We've... I was, I was going to say, uh, what else was... Um, okay, so... Uh, r- just random questions. So, all right. So, Jaws... Uh, how did you feel when they removed the Jaws ride from Universal? It, it's uh, one of those moments where I'm kind of like it, it's like Mister it's like Mister Rogers dying or Chris Terry's passing away. It's just kind of like, but it's 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 so fake though. I think for anybody else but me and you and maybe Eddie, I remember that ride, man. A, as a kid, I I love that ride. It scared the shit out of me. That and the King Kong one, when that used to be around, but then they got rid of that. Yeah, they got rid of that. They got rid of, uh, do they still have, uh, was it Tower of Terror, where it was like the elevator that dropped? Nope, uh, they the turned it into zone? a Guardian Galaxy uh, collector's That's a escape. Ride, yeah. 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 What? Where you escape from the yeah, collector's uh, collection, I guess. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I just got I word. It sounds it. like the bearded bandit himself, Mr. Eddie Fossler from Daydream Instruction Manual, uh, Paranormal Dads, and many other podcasts, uh, is going to join us here on Skype here oh tonight. Oh, my God. We're, we're here for another Woo! two hours. Hey. Holy you shit. You know what? We're in a blizzard. We might as well spend the this time. This is going to get right. crazy, boys. This... I'm going to top off my Apple crown, actually, while we're... <laughs> should be a sponsor for as much as I drink tonight. Right? Tonight's sponsor is Canadian Drunk. Club. <laughs> tonight's, tonight's sponsor. Drunk. Oh shit! You guys are tempting me here. You know, uh, one thing I will say, uh, um, like, uh, have you ever have you ever gone looking for all the old bootleg spots in Omaha? I don't know if you're from, you're, right. you're in Columbus, but um, yeah, so I, I worked the Blackstone. Do you know you know about the Blackstone one, right? No, far away. So uh, when I worked at, when I worked um, in the Blackstone building, uh, we had an off. I uh, the company I was working for, um, they're in between the first and the second floor of the, were on the service elevator. I don't since they're going to remodel it pretty soon. I might as well you know talk about it. There's actually a hidden speakeasy between the floors. You don't say. Oh yeah, it's super cool. Uh, wow. <laughs> Uh, there's there's speakeasy there's there's a bunch of bootlegger spots that are spread out through Omaha uh, across uh, like over on like where Legends is um, like behind that there's a there's actually a few houses in that neighborhood that were actually uh, hidden uh, bootlegger smuggle spots weird so um, like uh, the Omaha Police Department actually had a raid there because uh, they broke up a meth lab because someone decided to turn the bootlegging area like underneath the building or underneath the basement mm-hmm. uh, into into a meth lab and so <laughs> why not yeah i mean it's just it's like hey stuff let's <laughs> let's make it happen and so you know if i mean you might as well if you're gonna bootleg something you might as well bootleg the classiest thing of all 
Math. Don't do math. Don't do drugs, <laughs> yeah, the Weekly Geekly does not endorse drugs. So basically, if everything goes right here, Mikey, the Weekly Geekly is going to become the Weekly Daydream. The Weekly Daydream. So tonight, when you when you titled it, when you when you post the show in its full glory and its full unbridled dangling glory, <laughs> Gross. you need to call it. You need you need to refer to this as the weekly geekly, the mecha version. The mecha version. <laughs> the mecha version. It's huge. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just waiting on Eddie. He was like, "Give me a second. And I was like, "All right." <laughs> that's that's what I like about like like Joe Rogan's show. Like some of the shows be an hour and a half, and there's some podcasts that go on for like three and a half hours. He just goes. Right. It's fun, man. You just kind of get into something, and I like that we can kind of just bounce around between topics. Okay, so uh, earlier we were talking. About, I, I'm going to change subjects really, really quick. Whoa, so bro. earlier, whoa, <laughs> whoa, uh, it's something that's been you. sitting in the back of my head since it got brought up. Okay, so Riverdale. Okay, okay. Um, so they came out with the Riverdale TV series. They Netflix now just released the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, which is also part of the Riverdale universe. Um, <laughs> in your honest opinion. Uh, I don't. Know. Did you ever read Archie comics? I'm assuming you did. Oh yeah. yes, I did. I, Some of them. Okay. I, I do appreciate the massive selection, and and, sh- and shout out to Krypton for that. Uh, they have a massive collection of uh, great, great older comics. Uh, if you're into, if you're ever, if you if you're into the the Riverdale series, but you want to actually read the actual comics, uh, they have them in duplicates, triplicates, and I believe quadruplicates because I believe quadruplicates is that is that even a word it could be if you want it to be let's make it a word mo a weekly geekly exclusive everybody quadruplicates is is now a fucking word we're adding it into the dictionary hold on okay there we go oh is he coming oh no i'm typing (laughs) have you have you watched have you watched the series yes i've seen most of riverdale and all of sabrina no okay no i haven't okay so i i I will say it's it's a little bit to One Tree Hill for me. Yeah, but, I'll give you that. Uh, but I but I do I do appreciate um, some of the things that they have done in the Archie comics. Um, they have done a Sharknado version. Shark uh, is Archie versus Sharknado. Um, and uh, what is it? Art, uh, was it Betty and Veronica versus Predator? Uh, oh, that's dear. also a really yeah. good one. Um, to date. To date, my all-time favorite Betty and Veronica comic, Betty and Veronica versus Predator. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, Krypton does have a set. I believe yeah. it's a four-parter. Wow. So, just, you know, just throwing it out I there. I love cause... when they do the versus Predator. I have a Batman versus Predator that was really, really good. Okay, let's go, let's go for a quick question. Just based on the comic, ready? What's, what's really turned this into a macho fest? <laughs> Betty or Veronica? Ready, ready? Betty or Veronica? Comic or show? Uh, Girl. Girl. uh, Veronica, hands down. Okay. Wait, so wait, we're saying comic? No, no. If no, no, like, like if you had a date, Betty or Veronica. But are you a Betty person? Because every every boy is like either either you're a Betty or a Veronica person. Who's the one that? I don't know, man. That's a hard question. Why not have them both? I have to go, Veronica. Yeah, I I feel like Veronica steals the show, man. Yeah, but. That's not always a good thing. Yeah, but she's got money and she'll have food. 
True, 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 true. I'm always starving and dying, so. Okay, okay, between 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 Betty and Veronica, who's the one that's going to get the crazy tattoo after they graduate high school? Probably Veronica. Okay. I don't know. I feel like Betty be the one that would get it, because, like, no one would expect her to have it. Like, she'll get a full sleeve. Eddie oh, yeah. just hit me up and he, he emailed me his or he sent me his email and he's like all logged in hit me up Bay. <laughs> yeah. I just I just I just visualized Eddie like panicking going what happened to my USB cord and his daughter's like I'm charging, I'm charging my phone and this is where Eddie just goes give me the fucking cord. <laughs> he's probably like what are you doing like give give me the computer. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna like mr rogers logging into our show because because like he never swears on his show oh god eddie i'm calling him right now (laughs) 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 i'm so excited wait are we gonna be switching to like g willikers no we're not it says it says he's unavailable anyway when eddie logs in it has to be like um on cheers when norm walked in everyone goes eddie Eddie. Eddie. Weird. Realize, now is we need a Vinny and a Tony and we set. You realize, Mikey, <laughs> this is your greatest dream come true. You and Eddie are about to merge. <laughs> Dear God. This I is like so two sorry. years in the making. You feel, feel so sorry so for Eddie? I feel I feel sorry for Jamie because Jamie's like, I thought this was gonna be over with at nine o'clock. It's like guess no, what? she's it's hanging out. Okay. Okay, I'll give you one of my favorite not never getting over stories was was a friend of mine was dating a gallop in Platt Center and that was the night that Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson fought and that's back when Mike Tyson used to like shred everybody. <laughs> and it's the only time yep. all of us all of us as a group were supposed to go to this one girl's house and party and stuff and we kept getting these phone calls. Just a second, we want to watch this fight first. We're like fifteen minutes away from our house and like suddenly it goes to like the second round. You guys coming up here and they call again. This is back like you know long before cell phones. Where you guys at? And we're like, we'll be there in a bit. And we're like, we kept watching because our fight kept going on, going on. Like we can't leave now. This is actually he might actually win. And 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 after a while, we had a bunch of girls that weren't talking to us anymore because we decided, you know what? What's more important? Watching Mike Tyson's ass get kicked. We we totally forsaken all these women in the process. <laughs> never, never. And we're just like, what's more important? Mike Tyson losing. Yeah, Mike Tyson was a juggernaut. Do you remember uh, when he had his spinal, uh, when he had that interview, and he was like, I broke my back. And he's like, oh, um, you know, and he was like, yeah, it was pretty serious. And then he was like, oh, was it a vertebrae or something? He goes, no, it's spinal. <laughs> to, today, it's still my all, like, if I'm having the worst day ever, that is the one thing that always cheers me up because it's just it's just <laughs> hilarious to watch the look on the guy's face that's interviewing him. He's like, "Wait, what?" No, it's not. It's spinal. It's, it's spinal. Let me see if I can pull up the clip for you, and I can I can uh, throw it in chat for everybody. Um, you know what we should do? This show has yo-yoed so much. It's been great. We're just like I love it. This is getting insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should just like look someone up and try and call them. On Skype. All right, just for everybody in chat, I, I threw it. I threw it in chat for you guys. Wait, no, yeah, there you are. Cool. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's the broken back. Uh, he's like, my my back, it's broken. <laughs> no, it's no it's spinal. <laughs> you know what? Eddie gets in the room. I'm gonna retell the joke about him going. Where's my USB cable? 
Give me the fucking cable. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. He's call. He's incoming call. If I answer it, does it cancel oh, this one? It. Sh- I'll find out. We'll reset. Hey, if, if, guys, if we get kicked off, we are reset. This thing on. Oh shit! Hold on. What's up? Can you hear me, Eddie? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. I just joined in with oh, you, and I'm calling the other guys back in. Is that mess- is that messing up your stream? Oh no, we're just doing sound. Yeah, you're totally cool. Yes. Oh, you're not doing video. No. Yeah, we're just doing sound. Nice. Are you recording this too? Oh yeah, we're live, baby. We're live on what? Facebook. <laughs> Hello, world. Facebook friends. Yeah. All that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are live with Eddie Fossler of Daydream Instruction Manual. I am currently trying to get the other boys back on because when I answered your call, it uh, kicked them out. That sucks. See, I'm ruining things already. No, you're fine. You're fine. Let me try and add them back in. Mr. Eddie Fossler. I will I will chill. Oh, there's another person. Hey, what's up? Who is this? Looks like Mo. Mo, can you hear us? Oh shit, everyone, we just lost Mo. Try and add them right now. He's trying to do Skype video. At least on my end. Oh no, don't do video. Oh, wait, I think him and Brent are together in a... Should I accept their call here and then you have you join them? Hold on. Okay, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Are no, you with Mo Brent? Or are you with Mo? I think so. I think so. Now, Mikey, can you hear me? Yeah. Are you... Is Eddie okay. still here? Can Mo... Okay, just wait. Can Eddie hear me? I'm here. I can hear you, buddy. Cool. Now, can Mo hear me? Nope. Mo! We lost Mo, everybody. <laughs> no. Hold on, I'm adding him back. Here we go. Fishing for Mo. By, by the way, Eddie. By the way, Eddie, if you couldn't hear before, we I had a little like I could see a sketch in your house because I've never heard you swear hardly ever. Mo, you back in? You're like the. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm cool. In. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, now Eddie, you're like the Mr. Rogers of podcasting, and we just visualized you like, <laughs> like, 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 like missing the cable from your from your Yeti, and you're like you're like looking around for this USB cable, and your daughter's like, I'm using your cable to charge my phone, and I can see Eddie just turn on his daughter, going, "Give me the fucking cable now!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just see my and eyes. Starts, and, it, and Eddie, Eddie starts levitating, and he turns into like one of the evil boyfriends from. Uh, from uh, what's that fucking show? Um, Scott Pilgrim. From Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he turned out like one of Scott Pilgrim's evil superpowered boyfriends. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's funny because I don't swear regularly, but when I do, it's like a record scratch. Everybody stops. <laughs> oh well, no! Eddie, oh, Eddie, like favorite. Eddie, exactly. we, need, we need you. We need you, Eddie, to look up the seven words you cannot say and say those so that way you can synchronize with the rest of us. Oh. I don't know if I say, want to break the seal that way, though. You need to say George Carlin's seven dirty words just to. Uh, I, dude, I've seen that. I just, uh, I just enjoy the fact that, like, remember, like Carlin, Carlin was such a great guy. Yes. 
Yeah, he. I have like two, two or three of his vinyls. Yeah, I have all. I have his entire VHX, uh, the VHS collection from all of his, uh, from all of his events. Dope. Uh, yeah. Carnegie, Carnegie was my favorite. Oh man, like hey, do me a favor. Hey, Mikey, do me a favor. We need a timestamp when Mister Eddie popped in, so we can actually put that into the show notes or something, so people know. Yeah. This is a show. This is a huge show. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I like it. I'm having fun. We're now approaching. We're we're approaching hour two. This is turning into a Joe Rogan episode, Mister Fossler. It is. I didn't mean for that to happen to you guys. Mm-mm. Um, where are we it, going? Have you looked outside? It's so gross. I, you know, and I choose to live here, so this is an interesting. I think we've all chosen it. I guess at some point. We live our destinies, good sir. My destiny Man, is to freeze my ass off in Omaha, Nebraska. It's so funny. I, I did not grow up here, so I there's some people who I know who I work with who are like, yeah, you know, the past 10 years have been actually pretty mild for us because this is more like, apparently this was more like what it was in the 80s and 90s. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so the past decade or so is kind of atypical then. Yep, yep. Weird. Well, no, I was so, enjoying the heck out of where you guys were talking. I just, it's so funny because I was just literally sitting around and I saw you were live and I was like, oh my God, let me hear what they're talking about. <laughs> and it was like right up my alley, so I couldn't help it. Hell yeah, well, man. Lovely fa- well, well, if your lovely wife and the rest of your family come down to listen to it, please warn them with the cue card going, there's swearing involved. <laughs> the bad words. No, no, I... I already had you up, and I told Shireen, I'm like, yeah, they're a little salty, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> a little salty. That's putting it kindly, man. Wow, thank, thanks for the compliment. Uh, you need a little salt. You need a little salt, guys. You got to mix it up, um, man. Yeah, it's funny. We did. We we've talked about that before, though, about how like not just entertainment, and I don't want to get too big, but focusing on entertainment, man, it's so cyclical. It's not even funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like everything is a everything is a is a push against what was prevailing at the time. You know, so it's like when everything is prudish, man, you guys wait, we're going to have this crazy blowback to like the 1970s. (laughs) That's my prediction, at least. I mean, like you said, it's all does that mean the mustaches are coming back? Oh, yeah. Big hair and mustaches. I'm already got my beard going. Tight pants. The socks. It's, that when, that when somebody goes like, "Hey, Brent, nice Vinnie Barbarino cosplay," I'm like, "No, that is my clothes." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perfect. Avocado and gold bathrooms. Uh, uh yeah. Don't yep. don't make me don't don't make me dream, Eddie. Wood paneled everything. Mm. Is your is your car carved from wood? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Eddie. It's like it's like now it's like cars with wood accents. Now it's like back in the seventies it was it was wood with a slight plastic accent. Exactly. Exactly. But the but the dashboard and steering wheel were metal still for some reason. <laughs> with beveled edges. So so Eddie, going back and when we were talking about like the my show idea, we're gonna do the whole bit where we, we decided Moe thankfully came up with a great idea, which is to do a reaction video of like T V shows, make Mikey watch Manimal. Yes. And an auto man. <laughs> <laughs> and this, that's a conversation I wish you were a part of because I want to include you on that. 
So, like, for you, what would be the TV shows that you would torture this poor boy's soul with to where he, he can no longer function and grow facial hair? Oh, my gosh. We would yeah, have hit me with something. He- we would have him watch Hee Haw. <laughs> oh, God. I-, I can agree with that one. We're, oh, we're, we're watching Hee Haw, and we're going to watch... Let me think what else would be a great... A great uh, some classics, though. Well, see, those are so good, though, like WKRP. Uh, those are great shows. Those are great shows. He would actually benefit from that. Um, we want to scar Mikey. Is that the idea? I think <laughs> that's of, always yeah. kind of the idea behind whatever Brent wants to do <laughs> as a sponsor. Well, let's yeah. put it this way: I want him to be so emotionally scarred that he starts suffering from ED. Yeah. Uh, oh. Just oh. just listening yeah. to Mad World all uh, the way home in the car. Yes. Do you remember Family Affair? Oh, yes. God. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, if we if we showed him some hee haw and maybe we uh, also crushed him to death with some maybe some early '80s soap operas too, that'd be nice. I don't know; those are really good though, because like One Life to Live was solid, and General Hospital still stays stays moderately consistent. I'm more of a knots you know landing knots landing kind of guy. Oh wow, <laughs> that takes know, me back. See, you know, we need to have him watch. We need to have him watch the Luke and Laura sections of General Hospital where they had Liz Taylor on there. Oh yeah. Yes. When I was in school, I had to get my tonsils taken out, so I was out for like three weeks because I had an infection from the tonsil removal, and that was all during the whole Luke and Laura thing, so I literally yeah. watched General Hospital. I watched General Hospital with my mom on our Curtis Mathis TV slash stereo combination entertainment center, yes. and that was back when they, the storyline was this. It was kind of like, a, I kind of liked it because I didn't care about the romance. It was like a sci-fi kind of thing because yep. a man by the name of really, Nikos Casadine had a freeze ray. <laughs> Aimed at the, he had a freeze ray aimed at the city, and he was actually freezing. Was it Port Charles? He was freezing Port Charles. So it was kind of like this evil villain thing. And then you find out that Liz Taylor is Nico. They kill they kill Nico's Cassidine, and you find out that Liz Taylor comes on as Nico Nico's Cassidine's wife. And that that show was so huge back then. But if I looked at it now, I'd probably be like, what was I watching? But see, I just liked <laughs> it because there was there, there was a freeze ray involved, and I was like, that's if, awesome. If soap operas today would involve somewhat some sci-fi elements like that i think they would get us to watch them at this point and, and this goes back to what we talked about ace ventura where like see back then that show worked it was like there was more people watching the luke and laura uh love story than most standard nighttime tv shows that was yeah. huge it was huge when they got married there's more people watch that marriage than watch princess die's wedding it's funny it's too yeah go ahead oh, oh no i was agreeing yeah i was gonna say it's funny too how like uh, oh, I, I had a quick uh, idea on what else to show Mikey to break him. Oh, God. <laughs> to break me? Um, it, it would break, be, break him. It would be late 70s, early 80s sitcoms. Um, Mork and we Mindy? Do, we do the spinoff. That's a good one. We do a spinoff <laughs> of, the, of the half. Wasn't it? Uh, which one was Charles in Charge a spinoff of? Wasn't it Happy Days? Uh, yeah. Charles, Charles in Charge. In charge. No, no, no. Of our days. Mo, Mo, punch him. You know what we do though, Eddie, for, for uh Johnny Loves Chachi? All we do is we make him watch the opening credits where they sing to each other. Yes, that's it. He he'll be at tears in his tears in his eyes. Even Mo's like, What? What kind of nightmare is this? No, no, no. I, I grew up with this because like my my 
parent like my parents really they they hated a lot of the like early 90s tv shows uh, yeah. outside of like empty nest so we watched like classic tv shows that was the reason why we got cable so we could watch old shows that's great because um, like we had uh go ahead go ahead go ahead no, no, go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say like we could introduce them to shows like mod uh yeah. three's company <laughs> mod <laughs> i know yes. mod was solid yeah uh, Three's Company with like John Ritter and uh, like Mork and Mindy. Mikey. Mikey, listen to us now. All these names you're hearing, you do not watch one. Eddie, Eddie, cover yours. Eddie, earmuffs. I Mikey, can... you don't watch one fucking episode of anything we're talking about. We need you to walk in painfully fresh. Oh, God. What was the one? F- what was that one sitcom guys with the guy who was a cartoonist and he had the cow? Like it was a space. Too close, too close. That was too too close for comfort with Monroe. Yeah. Monroe. Yes. Was Ted Ted Knight. Ted Knight was the. Yeah, there was some garbage TV back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which, my favorite one. Well, Different strokes with, with the white man that adopts the two black kids. That was such. Oh, a one that's right. Yeah, it was like that weird like white savior complex kind of thing. Yeah, like, that would never be done today. That would never be done today. Well, they had like I, it'd be done today, but it'd be uh, Mikey. You must promise us you never check any of this stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah, Silver yeah. Spoon. Uh-huh. Silver spoons, man. You know, one one show I would probably suggest watching would be the Carol Burnett show. That was so uh, funny. Oh, God, because she was solid. Up. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Like that, and like at least uh, like we have to find a couple of the classic Johnny Carson shows. Yep. Um, uh, for him anything with Don, anything with Don Rickles. Uh yeah. Yeah. Now now to to make this fair <laughs> John Rickles. I just saw Mike's screenshot that says send help. With this with, with this setup though, we would need Mikey then to pick some like nineties stuff that maybe we missed because we were like out in the world trying to like, you know, money money, women, cars kind of thing. Yeah. So, so like, like Starksy and Hutch? Well, no, that's a 70s show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Starskin Hatch of 70s. But there's so much stuff. Like, And here we go. Now, Eddie, for you, if we were going to do the movie show, what would be the one you'd want to sit down and have a real thoughtful discussion of? Oh. What would be the... I'm like, thinking like, Jaws, maybe like Jaws or Alien or... Oh, like the like the late, like the early 70s, late, I mean, late 70s, early 80s? Yeah, when when I, when guys like me, when guys like me and Mo are first seeing R-rated movies, you know, like the old, like you would, like I would remember going downstairs. I would watch Stripes on HBO. I'd wake up late. Me and my brother wake up late and turn the volume really low, and we'd get so, we'd get so close to the. Which, which by the way, my dad, my dad took us to the theater to see. I I would like to discuss an, a kind of an obscure movie that I'm sure you guys probably know about. Um, it was a movie that was Michael J. Fox was in before any of his other stuff. It was called Midnight Madness. You guys know about this movie? No. It's this great, bonkers, kind of like a Porky's-style comedy um, where this guy sets up the um, this game and these different college teams, these all these kids in college, or break up into teams and they go all over town on the scavenger hunt that lasts all night long. And it's set up like, um, it's very kind of clickish where it's like, there's the jocks who are doing it. These are the nerds. And 
and it just it's it's like the precursor or it's like a not precursor it's like a uh it's a contemporary of like uh uh nerd uh or revenge of the nerds and animal house and all that but it's one of the real obscure ones and uh, it features a super young michael j fox it's called midnight madness it's super funny and very dated cool poor mikey yeah, did, you, did you ever see somebody Small help Wonder Mikey? My show has Small been Wonder hijacked oh, no, and I don't know what to do. Girl. If you can hear me, that was so bad. I don't know what they're doing or what they want, but they seem to want to use my show for their own means. I they're, apologize. They've tied me up in the closet, and this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be a whole new show. And given me a microphone, I think I think we're gonna cause some major mental damage. Just from the Manimal episode. Manimal was so bad. I feel like we should totally like do some video of this, like with you guys clockwork oranging me and shit, like making me watch all this, like breaking Mikey, (laughs) and then like just an after interview of me, and I'm like all damaged, and I'm just like, it's like, yeah, and before like before I go into the experiment or whatever. It'll be a bunch of interviews of people talking about me in past tense and how I used to be, like, District 9 and shit. So everyone will be like, oh, Mikey. my God, what happened? <laughs> like, Mikey's different now. He, do- he doesn't <laughs> laugh at the same jokes. Well, good evening, yeah, everybody. Right. Welcome Mikey, to the Weekly Mikey's, Geekly. <laughs> Mikey, Mike, Mikey's changed. He doesn't pee standing up anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> We've hey, finally I- calmed him down. I will advocate for a, a solid sit-down pee, though, because in the morning when I'm still tired, good. <laughs> yeah, oh, tired. Sure. That's the word you're using. <laughs> Just sit God, down to God, pee. God bless. God bless you, Eddie. We need a sound. We need a sound clip that, and we're gonna. Play I agree. It like, like, I agree. I, to, you know, I think a sit-down pee is acceptable in the morning. I know. We in the morning have, when you're still groggy, man. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Because next thing you know, you'd be shooting the floor, and then you get all upset. <laughs> you're leaning you against the wall. Yeah, okay. poor Jamie, poor Jamie. I just sit right down. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like at Eddie's house, I'm sure when Eddie stands up, his wife already has the Cheerios floating in the toilet bowl. Aim for the Cheerios, Eddie. <laughs> of course, then I try to eat them afterwards. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. please, uh, uh, Mikey, clip everything that Eddie's saying because I can use this against him. Oh, of course. <laughs> we are <laughs> recording <laughs> and not going to stop. <laughs> well, you guys you are fucking going crazy. Man. Like, I might get a beverage here in a second, so excuse me. Um, no, but I think it, it, it's just turnarounds fair play. Mikey should be able to then weaponize some of his 90s and maybe even early 2000s uh, entertainment and turn it on us. Oh, I like this. You know? Yes, yes. Maybe. Torture you as well. <laughs> First off, I want to apologize to Jamie for the how off the rails this show has become. and She's a patron saint and needs to be granted sainthood. Yeah, totally. Baby, come over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I apologize. I yeah, yeah. That come over here, honey. Enjoy this. Come nerdy say something. She's she's gonna stay put. <laughs> something. There we go. There we go. There Yay! We go. She contributed. Uh, Everyone, uh, check out her amazing photography. Tell them where. What's your Instagram? J A Y, N I C, photography. Woo! Check her out. She's amazing. She what? makes me look not fuck ugly, so that was cool. But she's so, also really fucking gorgeous. With, I'm just saying. Yeah. Gotta be positive. She man. makes me not look like Charlie Day mixed with a fucking hobo. 
<laughs> so, just saying, girls, yeah. girls got skills. <laughs> Check her out. Yeah. My, now, you know, my now. personal Christopher Robin. There we go. <laughs> Childlike wonder in his eyes. Minus, minus, minus the proper education and any kind of social skill set. Oh, no. <laughs> Mo, are you still here? Oh, I'm still here. Okay. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> my time. I'm sorry, Mo. Dear God, Mo, no, no, you just drifted okay, into the backwood. I, I, I didn't know where you went. I was scared. Don't I do that to me. Like, I feel like there's like three moments where I could have just like linked that to that show, Small Wonder, because. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think I think this is good. This is a good group. This is a good group of people. Yeah, this is fun. There was a Disney movie that came out in the early 80s, too, and it starred Alan Thicke and that kid from The Boy Who Could Fly. Um, what was that yeah. called? Fly, Flight of the Navigator? No, 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 but no, you're in the right era, but it was a, it was a Disney movie. Alan Thicke was an inventor, huh. and he made a, a oh, robot. Oh, remote control. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Look at the big brain on Mo. Wow. Yeah. Mo, that one will shatter anybody. If I had to watch that again. <laughs> it's still good, though. I mean, you know, the you... guy. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, yeah, his white tennis shoes kill me to this. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because it's because uh, if we're going to go if we're going to go that we're going to go that route, then we would need to look at movies like um, Troll 2. Oh, that scared the hell out of me as a kid. That's a classic. Troll uh, too. I never saw that. Was that supposed to be like scary? He has a range, right? And he sticks, oh, right, right. sticks you with it. What? Yeah. Is that anything like Leprechaun? Do you guys remember Leprechaun? Uh, worse. It's worse. Dude, it's, Leprechaun it, was it doesn't fucking weird. Aniston, uh, so it's a little bit sad. All right. I'll be the first to admit that's the first reason I checked out Leprechaun. In like, I was like, "Oh, is she gonna die? Never. This is gonna be hot." <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have such a range of personalities on this episode. I love it. That's good, though. I know this is great. It's like it excites me. I hate when I get the people that like like the exact same stuff as I do. I'm like, yeah. So it's pretty much just sitting in a corner talking to myself. Like, it's no it, fun. You know, it's it, no fun. You, I swear. You know, Eddie. When, when you know, Eddie, when you have your daydream regulars listen to this episode, you know you're gonna forward it to them. But they're gonna be like, when did this happen? <laughs> It'll be. It's the most random assemblage of timing that 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 occurred. News team, go, go, go. assemble! Go, 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 go. You know how off the rails these shows are going to be in Grand Island? Oh, yeah, they're going to be fun, need, man. We do need to maybe sit down before, Mikey, and have some form of, like, <laughs> plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plan. Game plan, yeah, we need to yeah. do that. Because it'll yeah, be fun to, to see how you do yours and I do mine. You know what I mean? Yep. That'll yep. be fun. I think you're going to be yeah, really so shocked. <laughs> Until Eddie gets ten minutes into the show and does the Letterman bit where he just throws a cue card to the window because he knows that it's totally off the rails. Like, exactly. <laughs> Let's plan so we can burn it down. Hell yeah! Um, I'm so excited about Grand. Yes. I've never yeah. seen you. See, it's been a while because you were a little jaded for a bit. I'm glad to see you've got your mojo back, my friend. Oh man, Eddie got his groove back. It's uh, it's uh, interesting how you know if you deplete yourself, and I was never depleted for podcasting, but just like trying to wrap my head around like what what to go, like where to go, what to do, like outside of producing shows, and 
and so I kind of took a I kind of took an Odin sleep over the uh, <laughs> over the holidays, um, and just it kind of came out of it, um, kind of deciding what to do, and then um, um, so I, I think started talking to Mikey initially, and then like right on the tail end, Brent, you kind of reminded me about Grand, and then Bada Bing, we're 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 going, baby. Hell yeah! I mean, I, it kind of just happened out of thin air, and it made me so excited. I was like, okay, we can be a part of something yeah. different, you know? Yeah. And uh, not not to shameless plug too much, but in in addition to Daydream being there, we have a we have our creative group uh, that we've lovingly named ourselves the Last Star Fighters Entertainment Group. Ooh. Uh, they're all gonna be there, but do, doing their own perspective things. Uh, but uh, that that whole assemblage of guys are going to be there uh we're working on a uh, on a our first comic book um uh featuring uh some people from make eternity a great again the podcast oh dope dude so that's exciting that's what's the comic great. book about like give me a rough po- a plot here or something or the, character the comic book the comic book is about we're approaching about 50 percent completion on it and um we uh, we sat down over the Christmas break and did a writer's room where we just locked the door and we're like we're not leaving this room till we have a story <laughs> and and we wrote an original story featuring um, some original characters that we created but we're basically uh, borrowing heavily from the He-Man mythos and writing kind of a parody story uh, a set in the Masters of the Universe where. Uh, King Grayskull is uh, his ghost is uh, wandering the land, and the masters of the universe don't know how to uh, get him to settle down. And it comes to the realization of the one and only Rio Blast that uh, the King Grayskull's ghost needs to eat a big pot of chili. <laughs> and since Rio makes the best chili in Eternia, the only way to do it is to make ghost chili. So he's now searching Eternia for the right pepper, and hilarity ensues as he goes searching for the ghost pepper of Eternia to make to set at ease the spirit of King Grayskull. I hope I sold it well enough. Dude, you had me. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> you had me at ghost chili. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's co-written by so many people. It's us. Make Eternia great again. Uh, art of Lee Bachma. Uh, he he is a huge supporter of our show and has his own art that he does. Uh, we've got Tank Zombie Studios uh, in involved with it. We got Covert Nerd Podcast and Omug Comics. I mean, it's it's literally kind of like a a fun um, uh, flexing of so many creative muscles at once. But it's kind of fun, kind of like what we've been talking about, Mikey, with just finding people who do things that you think are fun and and uh, putting your brains together to make something, you know? Yeah. Well, like, well, like Mo was talking about, we we're talking about comics early and stuff, and like, how much, how much does it cost for you to do something like this? We're talking like now it's harder. It's there's more stuff now because it's more story created and, and story driven instead yep. of like let's sell let's sell 50 copies of issue number one because the colors are different. Yeah. So what 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 does it cost? What what does it cost someone to like do like a hundred piece run of a comic in Omaha? Talking about pure publishing, or are you talking about like paying artists and all that stuff? As far as printing, like what would each like if you're going to print a hundred a hundred issues, what that what's that going to take? I, from what I understand, because uh, we did some uh, some beginning research in publishing, I pretty much picked a publisher. It is going to be online, um, 
and you're looking at about 200 bucks uh, for 100 issues. See, that's nothing. No. And, and you do need to make some profit. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be selling those for $2 a piece. Uh, no. So, you know, and for us, for, for, with what we're doing, uh, we're not setting a hard price since this is a kind of a collaborative effort of the group. So it's going to be up to each person who's selling it, how they're going to kind of set that. I don't want it to be too big of a difference, but I think if we're doing it four or five bucks for an issue, pretty standard for a for an indie published comic. Dude, now, that's fucking impressive. I'm not gonna lie. When are you no. when are you releasing everything? What's going on? We are looking at a publication, having it ready to go by around mid uh, mid June, late June. Hell yeah! Cool. So, is this gonna be color or black and white? It's color, baby. Nice, hitting my sweet spot. This is uh, this is like you got. I don't want to toot our horn. If you want to look, go to go to the art of Lee Bachma, uh, his Facebook page. Uh, he's been sharing the art. He's so he's been doing uh, all pretty much all the drawing. Uh, the um, the uh, Tank Zombie Studios, um, Jesse Kiefer with them. He's been doing uh, the coloring, um, well the flatting, and then Lee's been adding some highlights and shading and stuff. Uh, Al Garrison from Omug, he did. He's doing a character bio sheet, uh, kind of like the old He-Man comics on the back. They have figures on them. If you remember those backs of those old mini comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on the back, we're going to have little figures of of all of us as a He-Man figure. Um, <laughs> and then he's also doing a fake ad in the middle. Uh, Oma Comics puts these fake uh, toy ads in their, in their actual comics. Um, and the disclaimers are so great, guys, especially if you grew up in the 70s and 80s because there's so many disclaimers at the bottom about how the, the, the paint's poisonous. <laughs> no. Um so yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge collective uh, thing. But if you want to check out some of the art, go do the the art of Lee Bachma, uh, his Facebook page, um, and uh, you can see some of the progress work on that comic. Hell yeah! Now, um, kind of moving things along, we get. Now I got a question on. Um, we will talk about conventions. We'll come. In, we'll start with Mo because most nicely waiting in the background. And we're, yeah. every, everybody's getting kind of. We're, we're we're flipping over everybody. Now, for um, conventions and stuff, or any kind of like event, what, what for you are like maybe your top one or number two convention moments <clears throat> that you can talk about? Um, PAX Prime, uh, the first year that they did PAX was probably all my all-time favorite, um, mainly because it was my first convention, like real big convention I've ever been to. Um, and then the the next one that's actually on my list is this upcoming one. There's a lot of hype behind it. It's uh, Planet Comic Con um, in Kansas City next month and the end of the yep, month. Yep. Yeah. Um, that'll be my first like Planet Comic Con event. So there's it seems to be that there's a pretty solid cast of people that are going to be there. Uh, special guests, uh, panels look really solid. Um, usually when I go to a convention, I usually bring a uh, camelback with, um, uh, gin and tonic, uh, in it. And so I'll camelback gin and tonic the entire time. Um, and, but it, the, the goal is like, cause like the last time I went to, I think my all time most memorable moment was I went to this convention in Iowa and it was an anime convention. Um, but the, they had a special guest reader for this hentai panel. And um, the guy read the entire thing in super monotone, so it sounded like Ben Stein reading like really hardcore weird hentai porn. 
Yeah. <laughs> as we were walking by, it just it sounded like Ben Stein, so I sat I just sat in there, and I, you know it, it could have been the alcohol, but it was it was probably one of the most enjoyable things that I've ever just sat down to because. It was monotoned. The sound actions that he made were all monotone. It was like, <laughs> it was the most dry, like, <laughs> reading I have ever been in. But it, it just, it, it keeps bringing it back at the main reason why I go to these panels uh, for all these conventions is, is that you get, there's that one diamond in the rough that makes it worth it. You know, even if it's a really weird convention or if it's not going the way you want you'll find that one panel and that's and that's all that makes it worth it you know is finding that diamond in the rough i guess i don't know if that makes sense it's cool that's cool oh that yeah you find cool things like that yeah so now 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 eddie what's your what are maybe your top two convention moments because we we did a lot of stuff with omaha comic-con back in the day so what what like what came up for you like not maybe things you found maybe like cool toys you found or or moments that happened that kind of still stick out as being like, okay, that's not going to be repeated ever. I I will be honest. My best moment, I guess, I guess, uh, if if I'm just pulling from O Comic Con, um, there were two two specific. Well, not specific, but one of them was I got to host the panel for John Gunn um, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not, yep. Yep. And that was just really surreal, and not even in the sense of like being starstruck, because I, I for some weird reason, I don't, I, I get over that pretty quickly when I meet somebody like that. Like for a second or two, I'm like, oh wow, they were in this thing. And then once you shake their hand and you kind of like see their eyes and you're kind of starting to talk to them, they, they become really human to me pretty quick. So I, I, I didn't really have that starstruck stuff. But it was just really fun talking to a person who was directly plugged into a thing that I enjoyed and hearing their, their experiences. It was just one of those one, you know, you, know, you, you kind of revisit that in your head from time to time, uh, being able to interview somebody like that. Um, it was really neat. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then without sounding completely cheesy, uh, what I loved about the con experience is being able to spend it with people that I said it before, it's like summer camp for nerds, you know, and uh, being able to see my friends and people uh, in a in a venue that we're all kind of supporting a thing that we care about, and and just just a positive sense <clears throat> of friendship and goodwill and kind of you know brotherly slash sisterly love, it's just it's intoxicating, man. I I love it so much. Um, the, those are probably the things I look forward to the most. Uh, just those kind of rare interactions, and then also just seeing people like like you said. I mean, I have you know a family. They're all you know two thirds of them are teenagers, and there's all this stuff I got to do and help out with. And it's kind of nice to pause the world for a few days and go and just kind of get your get your focused, concentrated nerd time in with your friends. And uh, it, it, it's it's great. I love it. What about what about you, Mr. Mikey? Favorite con experience, eh? Maybe you know, a couple. Maybe the last couple. You know, like top two. Hmm. Hmm. Man, that's a hard question. Um. When we became friends. Yeah, of course. That's my favorite <laughs> meeting, Eddie. Uh, it just was. It. I knew I was. You know, never gonna stop going oh. to conventions because of Eddie. 
No. By the way, Mike, I want to say one thing. What's on, up? On the screen, it says Eddie Fossler, Brent Scummacher, and Mo Barkhead. Oh, um, is, is that what it says? Uh, Brent Scummacher. Oh, Scum. shit. I'm so sorry, Brent. I didn't even realize. No. Damn. No. Scum. Oh, man. That, that just sucks. Oh, man. I, I love you. I'll Go have ahead. to fix that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to catch on. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I'm such an I asshole. I blame Mo. I bl- wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to do it right now. I blame Jamie. <gasps> He's blaming Jamie. Don't was... blame Jamie. Don't blame me. <laughs> oh, trying, my God. Guys. Okay. So, my favorite con experience, I, I guess full circle wise is was meeting ming chen at okan that was crazy because i don't know man like i I, he was one of the people that got me interested in doing it you know what i mean because he kind of rose up through kevin smith's ranks and then made himself a value in that aspect and i like the content he was putting out and i was like man anyone can do this he's doing a really good job i kind of want to emulate his style a little but then i drifted into my own but it was cool that he even answered me on social media at all about doing an interview way back in the day and then we ended up we ended up doing like an hour with him yeah and he he ended up telling us that he was going to ocon i remember before anyone even knew and i was like hell yeah like that's awesome and then meeting him there was just crazy i was like okay like you remember us like this is cool like and then we went out to dinner with him and i was like that was amazing like that was like they ne- they always say don't meet people like that are your, not like your heroes but yeah they say that but you know the people that you emulate in your industry and shit are always going to let you down but no he was really genuine and nice like he's trying to build an empire and kind of promote the community himself so well i remember that's right after i helped get you guys' studio up and running and he actually plugged my business yeah yeah the- that was that insane was he's like really nice about that kind of stuff it's cool it was really shocking to meet someone that was that open, you know? Like, most people are really like, what can I get out of it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. He was very, like, giving, you know? When I met him when I met him last year at the con, I, I wasn't officially shooting at the con last year. I did one day, and I remember I went over to go talk to him and meet him. I wanted to thank him for the cheap plug he did, and he recognized my shirt because I had one of my company shirts on. Yeah. We ended, talking, we ended up talking, like, 15 minutes about photography and stuff, just kind of away from his table because he had to hit a break, and we ended up talking for a bit great guy and he we did a few quick headshots and i sent those to him to use and i actually have a signed photo he gave me it says brent it says thanks thanks for shooting my headshots they came out great i got that sitting right in front of me right now that's and awesome he's, and he's then I, I think my second one would be in new york con um i went to a gotham panel and on one of our original episodes like first season i think i talked about it because that's like in the time frame of when i was there like over two years ago but anyway um the kid who plays the new penguin was talking about how uh the parents on the show were the parents in the movie uh the other penguin movie you know like with danny devito and i was like oh that's really cool like they got the same actors and shit and then he was explaining how uh they killed him off in the series and that the scene that they were recording like the day was his dad dying in the show well i guess he found out that same day like before recording that his dad had just died and there wasn't enough time for him to come home to like iowa city to like do all this stuff so he just decided to film anyway and like i thought that was amazing because it's almost 
never going to happen again when an when an actor's motivation and their real life situation immediately line up directly with each other. And now I go back and watch that scene and I think this is real. Like he's not acting. Like he literally just got off the phone and out of makeup and then had to go do this. You know what I'm saying? Like that has to take a lot out of somebody. I think oh, that God. was my favorite con moment hearing that story because I was like, dude, that puts a human face on somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, yeah. what I'm there for. I want some kind of an experience. And the fact that someone would share that with us, like, crazy. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, that's yeah, nice. those are my that's favorite cool. con cool. experiences. What about you, Mo? Did you already say yours? Yeah, yeah. you just probably weren't paying attention. I was. Like you wasn't listening. We said Damn two it, other Mikey. ones. I got yeah, so focused I was, I was on Eddie. Real in the crowd with my with my weird hentai readings and mom. Oh God! Funny. Oh, I remember that. No, I'm sorry. See, I thought you were telling a joke at some point during your story because you oh. started getting funny, and then I couldn't tell what was going on. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like adjusting sound and doing graphics and shit. <laughs> so what? What? So okay. Uh, let's let's with the same mentality. What was the outside of I guess Mikey's meaning uh mike uh that's his name right mike chang right ming, ming chen ming chen ming, 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 ming i always want to call him mike i don't know why um but uh like i guess who's the most influential person i guess like uh that you met um at a at a, at a con oh god mine that ties into my story actually there's two people for me um the these are both like emotional too so I started doing all they kind of bring some good memories and uh, like the one of them was and I think Eddie could probably agree with uh, we would like like Ray Park was cool he's a nice guy but like, yeah. as far as like the ones that literally latched on to me was I remember meeting Rob Paulson in the hotel, in the hotel yeah. night before the convention and I turned a total fanboy and I went up there and I was like, I saw oh, this. I'm a photographer and stuff and we're, we're talking and we ended up sitting down for dinner at the Hilton that night and he had we were discussing, he was discussing, he just got cleared of cancer, of uh, throat cancer. He had a non-Hodgkin's uh, throat cancer. He almost lost his, not only his life, he almost lost his career because that was his, Oh, I'm sure. That's his, that's his livelihood. And we were talking and he had, and we, we had a good discussion because my mom had just got out of the same, pretty much I found it literally had the same style cancer he had. So we kind of had a base touch on that. So... Um, the next day at the convention and stuff, my mom wasn't able to come to the con and I was talking to him and we didn't photo up and I, and he had me call my mom up and he ended up talking to my mom for like 10 minutes and I haven't told a lot of people about this. And, uh, that was amazing. Amazing. I'm going to start crying like a baby. You know, it was a, he said he talked to my mom for a bit and they didn't even, she didn't know who this guy is and he was so respectful to her and they had this nice 10 minute conversation. I'm thinking to myself, oh God, mom's going to take up an hour of his time and they were, they, they had a great 10 minute conversation and he's such a match and people don't realize that about him. He's such an, I think he's, he's such a happy guy to begin with and then to go through what he went through and to get his life and his career back. I think it made yeah. him even doubly appreciative of the whole situation. That was amazing. He was amazing with and he was amazing with everybody at that show. And plus, you know, I got my and that's and in fact that's my most prized possession, going into what Mo said. It's uh my he did my voicemail as Pinky on yes. my phone. So when he when he called my phone, it's Pinky. And I remember when I got that thing done, I didn't I, I was so he did it in the photo room, so it wasn't so echoey on the floor. And uh, remember, he didn't charge me. He wouldn't charge me. He didn't charge any of my interns for photos. Everybody got – here's another thing. He didn't charge any of my family or my interns for anything. Like he did everything like pro bono, which is kind of against the rules, but that's just the way he worked. 
and he was great to everybody. I remember when I did my voicemail I, on my iPhone, I forgot to save it before the screen went black, so I lost the voicemail, and I had this major panic attack. And oh, he, wow. He, and he came back to the photo room, and he re-recorded it for me. I literally about passed out from that. That's but, crazy. Uh, and then my number, and my and my number one thing for everything was uh, when Carol, when when Carol Spiney was there, when the guy that played Big Bird was there, about a year and a half, about two years ago. Yeah. We were talking to we were talking to Carol Spiney, and I remember I didn't get to see him that much because I was busy shooting that whole time, and I, and I ended up, and I and I ended up uh, getting summoned to the autograph table at the end of the show on Sunday. And I had a talk, and this is all on video because a friend of mine shot the whole thing. And I'm really talking to Carol Spiney and his wife. And Carol sounds like Big Bird. And I saw a lot of emotional things oh, happen with people interacting with him that weekend. Yeah. I had him sign a photo for my mom because I wanted to get her something. And he goes, he kind of sounds like Big Bird. And he leans over to me and he goes, he goes, uh, so what should I sign on this? You know, when we sign, and I go, well, what's your name of your mom? I go, Shirley. And I spelled it out. I said, right, too Shirley. And he says, what else do you want on there? And I said, well, say, uh, after working with your son Brent, I'm sure without a doubt he's your favorite of all four of your kids. And <laughs> and and Carol stops and puts his arm around me and just scoots me in really close because I'm about ready to cry because I, I didn't really have a chance to like talk to him. And this is Big Bird, okay? This is Big Bird and Oscar you're talking to. He's like he's like one of the last of the giants, you know, outside of. Yeah. And he leans over to me, pulls me in, and whispers in my ear in full Oscar the Grouch voice and goes, "Don't push it, kid." And then I, then I, then, I just, then I just lost my shit and I cried. And it's all in video. I have to send you guys the video. It's, it's bad. I just I'm just this weeping little pup for like he, he and he did it on purpose because he knew what he was doing. He knew I was almost gone. Yeah. You know, that and that's bad. That was great. That's good. And that's and those are those are the cool moments. They those are the moments you would never get being just a con person that just went. You get to kind of like meet and get to know them as people and stuff. And that was. That's still to this day like my favorite moment because it's he's the only because because you meet a lot of cool celebrities you meet cool people you meet some bad people not going to mention who there's some that aren't good, but he's the only guy that made me cry. He, so I got I got to hold him up at number one. That that's that's it for me. So. Oh, dude. Yeah, I that's Rob deep. Paulson was amazing. I I can't really add more to what you said. We we uh, we, we got to host a panel for him. Um, he was actually late to his panel. So I had to go run to get him, and uh, he was so caught up in talking with a fan, he didn't realize he was late for his panel. And and getting him back to the show to, to his panel, he was so apologetic, like he and he didn't need to be. I mean, we got it. He was you know doing his thing, uh, and he like sat, sat back and chatted me and Billy up for like 15 minutes after the panel was done. And was like, you know, giving us feedback and compliments. I mean, he's just a sweetheart of a human being. Um, gosh, who else did I meet that really left an impression on me? Um, you know, we, we, we got to meet uh, Allison Arngrim from Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> and at first we were kind of like, okay, you know, you know, like that, you know, that was on a while ago. We weren't quite sure how to kind of like land with her and... We sat down and kind of talked to her a few minutes before her panel just to kind of get to know her. And she was an absolute card. She was hilarious. She was witty. She was funny. And and it was so neat to see somebody who was basically a child actor and how she had kind of reinvented herself. She's a comedian now and has a whole, like, comedy show that she does. And, and uh, talking to her about that and other stuff it was kind of neat to see somebody who 
could easily have kind of just fallen into all that stuff. And I think maybe there's some of that, but she kind of recovered and all that. And, and, uh, she was just a really grounded, funny person. And I thought it's so funny how, like, just because somebody was in entertainment and you don't know what they're doing now, doesn't mean they're not doing something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, still making a good living at it. It's just a different type of entertainment uh and uh, she was an absolute ball she was hilarious and uh pretty much game for anything i mean we kind of just had a ball with her panel kind of just spitballed it had had a fun kind of almost like a comedy show with it and uh she was absolutely fun so it was we 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 went in not knowing what to do and ended up walking out having an absolute fun time so i kind of learned a few things from that person it was pretty neat that's awesome yeah how about you man uh bruce campbell Oh snap! Yeah, that was. Uh, I've I've met him twice. Uh, the first one was when he came to Omaha for a book signing in like 2002. Yeah. And then uh, um, I gave up. Um, like at the time, the girl I, I was uh, the girl I was dating. Um, she ended up. Uh, she wanted to get a copy of. Um, uh, what is it? <sighs> Like Army, of, her copy of Army of Darkness signed, and yeah. then um, I had I got his book, and I never got a chance to get it signed. So I, I went. Uh, I think it was uh, I'm trying to remember. It was in Texas. Um, I went. I went to a con that he was. He happened to be there, and um, I brought the book, and I, I I went. To, I gave it to him to sign it, and he just looked at me, and he goes. Because I didn't think anyone actually like collected these things, and he That's signed awesome. it. And it was, uh, you know, it's funny because like, if you bring up like any of his old shows outside of Evil Dead, um, or just anything that he was ever in outside of the the Sam Raimi uh, group, um, you know, he lights up because he's like just really surprised that people watch his stuff outside of it, and. Uh, He's just a character altogether. He's just a good guy. He's yeah. probably one of the like him and Dean Kane. That was the other one I met. Really? And they were just he's a, he's a he's a nice guy. Dean's a great guy. Oh yeah, yeah he is. Super nice. My uh, we met we met Dean at a uh, Krypton Comics last year, and yeah. I knew some of the booking agents, so I got I bought the whole package thing for my family. And my nephew, have you ever seen my nephew Xavier? I'm sure that Eddie, you know Eddie and Mikey have. He's got super long Thor hair. You know, he, yeah. Uh -huh. might, He's got this huge mane of blonde hair, and he's got this Thor costume on. We go up to meet Dean, and and Dean kind of got flagged to like I was like a friend of the of the agent and stuff. And he uh, he gave my mom this big hug. So this was one of my mom's big TV crushes was Dean Kane. So mom got to meet Dean Kane, and it was really you know, he was really sweet to her. But anyway, the best part was my nephew had his Thor costume on, complete with Thor hammer, and Dean's messing with him. And of course, Dean knows he's Superman. And he would grab my nephew's hammer at the table, and he would actually—I got photos of it where he's actually struggling to pick it up. He won't pick up the hammer, and then my nephew picks it up because you know only Thor can pick up Thor's hammer. Mm. And Dean would try to pick it up, and he would actually forcefully start struggling his musculature to pick up the hammer. And we have all these multiple photos of that. It's just amazing stuff. He didn't have to do that. He just—he interacted with my nephew. My nephew doesn't know who he is. It was perfect. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, because like, um, yeah, he did. Was it? Because after. Uh, what was it? Uh, after Superman, didn't he do like Ripley's Believe It or Not? Ripley's yeah. Believe It or Not. Hey boys, well, sorry I'm back. Because Bruce Bruce Campbell had to go potty. 
is also doing Ripley's Believe It or Not now. Really? Yeah. 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 Bruce Campbell's so, heading that up now, like as a TV show. Yeah. That's amazing. When's has that already aired, or like what? What's, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's already started. It's what just, the fuck? It's really funny that like, uh, <laughs> like it seems to be like a lot of the really nice people that are like at this, the ones that come out to cons and stuff. They seem to always do Ripley's Believe It or Not. It seems to be. It's. I think it's really cool. You wonder if it's them attracting to it or it attracting to them. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, like oh. We need Superman on <laughs> to host this. What yeah. was that name of that one that Leonard Nimoy hosted back in the day? In Search Of. Yes! Oh, wow. I totally forgot about that. God, I have such worthless repository of knowledge in my head. That's a good, that was a good one, though. They did a whole thing on that Bigfoot footage, too. That In Search Of. Anyway. How about you? Uh, how about you, um... Mikey, what about a couple of people that left an impression on you? I guess you shared the one. Just in, in cons. Oh, the cosplayer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. that was cool. That's awesome. I saw that. We, we we did that in the beginning of the podcasting era. Every so often, I'd have my kids on the show, and and uh, as they got older, they were like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that anymore, Dad. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Oh, God. Yeah, it's cool. That's how it goes. They get older. Thank you. I did. Um, uh, I did throw a. I did throw a list up in chat for all of the all of the previous Ripley's Believe It or Not people. But yeah, from 2000 to 2003, Dean Kane, and then from um, from the new season on up, from t starting in 2019, Bruce Campbell. Oh, nice. That's gonna be dope. That is that. So that's still on the air then. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. it's. I think I, it's still on. Uh, it's on Sci-Fi now. I remember. Have to have to talk about that on Paranormal Dads at some point in time. Hmm. Got got to keep doing that paranormal. Hey, I'll give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, we're recording a new Paranormal Dads tomorrow, provided we don't die from the blizzard. Um, and uh, the subject is going to be the main mystery is going to be. Hollow Earth theory. Wait, and is that what like the lizard people underneath the crust? Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. And and uh, for the pop pop culture and paranormal segment, you'll like this, guys. We're going to be talking about Land of the Lost. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, the TV show or the or the cartoon? All the iterations. 
The uh, oh, perfect. The original TV show in the seventies, Chocolate Berries. Yep. <laughs> and then up until the movie with Will Ferrell, even we're going to talk about it all. Land of the Lost iterations. Oh gosh, Paranormal Dads has a mean edit time. Uh, it'll probably be up in about two weeks, I'd say. Damn, man. Yeah. Those get, yeah. If you three guys check your messengers, I sent the Dean Kane photos to you guys. Oh, neato. I'll check those out. Speaking of Krypton, did you, do, you, do you guys have any inside intel? Don't tell who, obviously. You can't. But do you know who might be coming at a free comic book day this year? Needle them. See what you mean. What? I said, needle them. Find out what you can find out. Hey, we'll see. Of course, if they say I can't say it, then I can't say it. But... Oh, I know. Well, a lot of those times, those guys, those guys even get signed to NDAs because they're not supposed to say anything until the last second, too. So. Oh, I know. But say it with your, but say it with your eyes. <laughs> oh, here's a. Here's a funny one about the Dean Kane thing. After my mom beats Dean Kane, which is like in her, at least her top two or three TV people, and he was really he snuck up behind her. It was really sweet. And then after we leave, this is this is anybody who's anybody whose mom is still in their life, you'll you'll appreciate how moms will just they'll 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 giveth and taketh away within two seconds. Yes. You know, as, far as, as far as your emotional stability. And I go, and on the way home, I go, well, like like, are you gonna give me any credit for arranging that for you? You know? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, he was nice. He goes, if you can produce Tom Selleck. Didn't even press me. Man! <laughs> Tom Selleck. Like, he is minus the mustache now, so she'll have to accept that. Yes. Yeah. How shocked? Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's a new Magnum, yeah. Rodriguez, Rodriguez. Yeah, his, what about his, his, his last name? Oh, snap. That's a good idea. Is is that the comic that has kind of like a uh was it like a not a western theme? No, no. I saw I saw an article about that. Anyway, sorry, my old my my forty one year old brain is rotting. Oh, it gets it gets worse, Eddie. I know. I've talked to you. <laughs> um, oh, I had something in my head too. Darn it! Now it's gone. Oh, did you guys ever end up reading any of that Injustice uh, crossover with Masters of the Universe at all? No, how was that? It's actually pretty good. It's crazy violent. <laughs> um, I'll have to float uh, the copies I have to you guys so you can read them if you want. Yeah. Don't want to give away too many spoilers, but if you're familiar with the character Too Bad in He-Man, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. he gets uh, torn in two, so now he's no longer uh, Too Bad. He's... Uh, He's he's bad. He's <laughs> bad. <laughs> Two halves or one half. <laughs> Two halves are better than one. <laughs> Double the pleasure, baby. Triple the fun. Yes. 
Mo's, Mo's like, Mo's like, the show has officially hopped the rails. It is on the wrong side of the track. Guys, how how pumped are you for Bill and Ted Three though? Yeah, Bill and Ted Three. What the fuck? Wait, what? You didn't know it's coming. Wait, with like, but you can't, but you can't do Bill and Ted without Rufus. Yeah, Is yeah, it, like I see your I, point. But. It just George Carlin made made like you. I don't know, man. I'm I'm on the fence now because. I mean, I'm down for it. Is yeah. it gonna be? Is it gonna be uh, the rest of the original cast though? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be Alex, Alex Winter, and Keanu, and it's supposed to be. They still haven't done the record yet, and basically they never hit their. Yeah, they never achieved it yet. And they're now parents, and they're now parents. What if they princess? What if they princess Leia Rufus? That would be like. Where they have like all CG Rufus. Oh, no, okay, like, okay, Mo, Mo, here we'll get we'll get Mo the floor in this because he's suffered long enough through our reliable. Yeah, who, I want to know. Top who two actors to replace Carlin. Who who yeah. replaces Carlin? Not that you replace him, but who would you cast as? Like as uh, as an alternative for yeah, Rufus? Yeah, yeah, Who who would be Rufus if they were going to recast it, or 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 a Rufus like character? The anagram similar. for the anagram for Rufus. Yeah. Well, say, yeah, has to be a comedian. Yeah, I would. Oh man, that's gonna be really good. I would probably. Oh man, I have to think. I have to think about that one for a second. So here, here, here's. I was thinking. I was liking like Craig Ferguson. That's not bad. I was thinking not like uh, Ari Sh- Ari Shafir. If you guys follow stand up comedy Ari at all. Shafir. Yeah. <laughs> or how about Burt Kreischer? Oh, that would be funny. I'm trying to think here. Um, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Rogan's kind of like our Carlin now. I mean, he's not at Carlin's level, but he is pretty much our Carlin equivalent. No, let's I go think, old I think maybe go guys. young. No, I think maybe go younger because if Bill and Ted are going to be older, you need like that young upstart who's going to, you know, like, you know, like me and Eddie deal with this. And maybe I don't know where Mo works at, but with me and Eddie's job, I'm sure we've got, I have a, I have a sea of fresh engineering and boss talent who come out of college going, we're going to make this company work better. And you're kind of like, yeah, go, go sit in your corner. Exactly. Oh. Or they'd have to pull in something like that to be like, well, I am Rufus, but I'm just being one. I'm 15 years old. You know what I mean? It'd be like, I young think, Rufus! I think, young Rufus! <laughs> I, I think it'd be interesting, but at the same time, I feel like they should, I feel like they should uh, play it off as like, Rufus can't come. Yeah. And they send somebody else. I personally think Chris Rock would be a fun person to fit in that, That'd mainly be because perfect. Because yeah. I feel like he comp. I think he he compliments. Um, I think he would be able to compliment it very well. Is the apostle? Yes, I thought of him in the trench coat walking with James, Silent Bob down. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. What about okay? What about? Okay, are you just googling pictures of guys in trench coats right now? Like, yeah. Going, no, what no, about no, Dave? No, Sh- okay. Okay. Ready. <laughs> What about Dave Chappelle? 
Dave Chappelle oh. would be great. I yeah. think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, and that'd be acceptable, and it would bring in the black demographic, as we like to say in Hollywood. Oh, I think it's a good fit regardless. I think if they did do a young... Um, like a young version of like Rufus, I feel like uh, John Mulaney would be all right because yeah. I feel like he he would bring a different spin to it, or not a young Rufus, but like a, a tra- like a trainee type. Um, and there's just there's a really good list of comedians we could throw at him. But... There are we're kind of spoiled now. This might not be the golden age, but it's like a new renaissance of good stand up. Have Nick Kroll. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Man. I like Mikey's take. Just Google anybody in a trench coat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then you have City of Angels. I know. I like, I like how Mo's the only one in the room didn't know. Ooh. That is a good one. That actually, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna suck up to Jamie a little bit and say that makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of <laughs> yeah. sense. That that makes a lot of sense. I don't want to dip into the Ghostbusters well too hard, but what would you say about Dan Aykroyd? See, okay, here's the thing about Dan Aykroyd though. Like Dan Aykroyd is kind of off the deep end. Yeah, like, he's gone further and further off the deep end as he gets older. He's been drinking the tequila. Yeah. Well, have you? Have oh yeah. You, have you actually like? Have you been to one of the conventions where he talks about like where he gets into aliens? Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I've not been there, but I've seen it. I've, I've watched his interviews and yeah. Like he gets he and he gets real angry if you like bring up a counter argument. You know that, yeah. right? No, he is making the Kool-Aid and drinking it. He's not. Oh yeah, like he yeah. at one point, like like low key feel like if if like with the new Ghostbusters, like I, I feel like he's gonna Bobby Knight it and just like start throwing chairs. <laughs> <laughs> like ghost, chuck a chair. I'm a ghost. Well, and, I, and I just think that's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm curious on like I guess you guys saw the the teaser for the Ghostbusters three. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm curious if um, I look like part of me really wants um, them to bring back for just this movie only Rick Moranis. Oh, uh, he'd be hard to get, I think. Well, I he think be, I think I think he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I think he would, because like well, if you get him and you get um, uh, I'm totally forgetting uh, Ripley. Uh. Sigourney, Sigourney yeah. yeah, Sigourney, yeah. I feel like it'd be perfect. Like, just get as many as the old cast as like from the original as possible, yeah. not the second one from the original cast. And um, I think you, I think you would have something more in like more entertaining. Because I mean, it, it is kind of sad that Egon's not around anymore. Yeah. So that makes me sad. I, I'm in probably the minority. I have liked all the Ghostbusters movies, even the most re- recent one. Oh Eddie! Um, oh Eddie! Why? I enjoyed. I haven't seen it. <laughs> disconnect! Disconnect him! <laughs> All right, everybody. We, this has been our time. <laughs> I I honestly I haven't seen it yet, uh, so I really can't say. Um, I think I'm I'm kind of just I'm biding my time on it. Still, it's it's not on the top of my list. 
Yeah. Like, I'd rather watch the third Chronicles of Riddick before I watch it. So. Oh, God. No, that's, I, that's the I, quote yeah. of the that's the quote of the show right now. By the I'd way. rather watch the third Chronicles of Riddick. Hey, what about Jeff Goldblum? Oh, that's what Jamie said. Also, you guys, yeah, I'm dating a great woman again. over here. Jamie's She's got great opinions. Just because right now Jamie is the most attractive woman on the show by far. But oh yeah, Goldblum being Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen. Mo she says I'm not on the show. <laughs> I think that'll be interesting. If Joe, ah, see, I don't know. I feel like Jeff Goldblum has too much quirk. <laughs> that's so and, true. And that's because uh, he would be like a Dr. Malcolm, but not as cool. Yeah, and I, I just true. feel like that would but, take away from it. But he did about 90% Goldblum in Ragnarok, and this one he can go 120% Goldblum. Yeah, he could over Goldblum. So I think... Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think that would be. I think it would be interesting. It could be good, but it could be bad at the same time because he could steal it. He could steal the whole show from everybody. Hijack the whole thing. I think a guy like you know, him knows enough not to do that, though. Don't you hope? Like, you know, yeah, for he's he he's for had Egon. long enough of a career where I'm sure he's learned. You know what they'll do for Egon? I'm 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 hoping they don't, but I bet they do. They'll they'll get one of the Big Bang Theory guys in there. Oh. Ugh. Ooh, probably. I mean, <laughs> there a show that like fell out of disfavor so quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like like the first couple seasons, like quote unquote, our crowd kind of liked that the show existed. Maybe they didn't watch it, but they were like, oh, it's cool. They're kind of main, you know. And then like after the third, fourth, and now whatever season they're on now, are they, are they on ten seasons now? Yeah, this is I, the last season. I still I, haven't watched it yet. I, I, yeah, I, I feel like they've really overstayed their welcome, and it's just become the well, same. I mean, I'm kicking a dead horse here, but it's just funny how quickly it was like, yay! Oh, it was great until everybody started dating and getting married. Yeah, I yeah. hate to say that. I mean, it, it kind of was like when the show was about a bunch of. I mean, it was okay if Leonard and Penny always had these on and off agains because they were the Sam and Diana of the show. But as soon as like Larry Fowler came involved with Sheldon and. Yeah. And Raj got a girlfriend, and What's-His-Face got married to Bernadette. I just, the, the show got too bloated. Yep. People love it. Too many storylines I mean, you know going on at once, man. You you, can't, you have to avoid that when you're well, working like you that. You know, the people, and people look at me like, you don't watch that anymore? Says, I haven't watched Big Bang outside of a TBS rerun for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did watch the Mark Hamill episode, which is freaking priceless. Is it? It's so good. Yeah. Is he himself? Yeah, he basically what happens is is uh, uh, oh God, uh, Howard finds a stray dog and calls the owner up, and then his name is the dog's name is Bark. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Mark Hamill shows up at the door like, oh, you found my dog, and then Howard shuts the door and just screams, "Pardon if I if I kill the mics." He goes, "It's Mark Hamill," and he starts creeping out, and he opens up the door again, breathing normal. <laughs> it's, uh, speaking of speaking of remakes, really quick, and I don't mean to change subject on you, but um, did you know they're remaking Highlander, the original? What? They yeah. yeah, yeah, and and Christopher Lambert is actually going to be. Uh, he's going to be playing um, uh, Sean Connery's character, Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> he's got nothing else better to do. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, but I... they, their goal is to make it more like a John Wick version, of, uh. Uh, but with but with immortals. Interesting. I think, yeah. I think the Highlander TV show was way better. That was so good. I was going to go off on that. I love uh... that show. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from Renegade? Uh, yeah. What's his name? Da, no. The guy, 
it looks like him, but I think it was a different guy. Oh, you're thinking, you're of, thinking, uh, you're thinking Lorenzo Lamas. It's not Lorenzo. Yes. Lamas. Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't him. It looked a little bit like him, but it wasn't. Adrian guy. Paul is Adrian Paul's his name. I met him. He's a cool yes. guy. Yeah. Lorenzo Lamas, man, he had a glorious head of hair, didn't he? Woo. <laughs> my heart, my heart. As long as. As long as they don't bring back, like as long as they don't remake the second one, because that one was really bad. And I, I like that one. Game? That's oh, I, I, oh Highlander, I, yeah. Or Highlander, and, Highlander two is one. You know, Highlander two is so bad they even had a director's cut, and I'm like, this is even worse than the original. Cut. I never got into that Highlander. Just never my thing. There could be only one, Mikey. Yeah. Maybe there the can first be two. One's great because of the Queen soundtrack. The Queen soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, and they brought it to the TV show, and that's what made it more like that. That pumped it up quite a bit. I like the TV show because the TV show actually offed people. It was kind of like the original. It kind of had that Game of Thrones approach where they actually killed people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their heads because you remember, like, and did you watch that show? Who all watched? I watched the show pretty religiously. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it on and off. I didn't watch. Remember, it remember the first season where his buddy actually became a Highlander at the end, and then like by season two he turned bad and he had to kill yep. his own friend. Yeah, there's, some really, there's, there's some really heady shit on that show because because his, yeah. his girlfriend dies in the first season. And after the bunch of Highlanders get involved, he finds out his one friend is actually immortal. Huh. Uh, Richie. Richie, yeah, Richie, yeah. And Richie. And Richie goes bad. He has to kill Richie. Yeah. yeah I remember that. That's weird. Yeah, sorry, Mikey. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to digress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you like, know, Mikey, right on, man. The first, the first two seasons of Highlander, Mikey, are actually really good. Yeah. yeah I, I would suggest watching it. I mean, okay. it's a little bit dated, but it's, it's worth Mo, you need to check out um, Carbon, uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. uh, it's on my list. I was actually gonna, I was gonna watch it tomorrow. I was gonna binge it. Nice. Do it as okay. soon as possible. Yeah, Jamie mentioned who, it to me. Who was in the ready for this one for the Highlander guys? Between you two, who was in the Highlander female spinoff? Who was the lead actress? Lead actress. Oh, was it the lady who was in? Um, oh, I, I'm drawing a blank. There's a there was a female spinoff of the Highlander. Yes, there was. Uh, what? <laughs> was it the Witchblade lady? <laughs> no, but Witchblade was a different series, and that was another good series. I was strongly also uh, was it which uh, was it yeah Witchblade uh, wasn't it like a, that was a TNT series or a USA it series? Was. Yeah, um, sorry, Brent. I, yeah, I don't know who was. I believe it was I believe it was Joan Jett. I think Joan Jett shifted. What? Really? Yeah. Huh. I'll look that up. Or there's another actress. I know she was one of the female Highlanders. I remember they did a female Highlander spinoff. You know what show that you should watch, even though it is still bad, is a Sequest DSV. Dude, that show is dope, and it has that dude from uh, from uh, what's it called, uh, Never Ending Story. Yeah, uh, two, the sequel. Yeah, that guy actually. I think he ended up passing right after that show because he did huh. sidekicks and then he died. Yeah. Oh, side Chuck kicks. Norris. Yeah, that yeah. kid. That, yeah, that kid. Yeah, he passed away. Okay, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It, okay, for Highlander, Wait. it was Highlander. Okay, Joan Jett was in the Highlander TV show, but Highlander: The Raven was the female spinoff. It lasted for like a half season. What Ooh. in the tits was was sidekick? It was side, this, like sidekicks <laughs> karate show. It's the yeah. canon films version of Karate Kid. Dear yeah. God, how did I not know about this? And Chuck Norris's name was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah side, sidekicks. Because the kid imagines himself 
So he's got like asthma. So think like never ending story, but without the never ending story part, but then add Chuck Norris and okay. a super hyper imagination. Dope. So like, <laughs> yeah, um, real quick, I just want to say this. We just hit the three hour mark. Woo. Oh. <laughs> we are in the shit. And Jamie's like, oh my fucking God. She, I think she's starting to be like, why did I start dating this guy again? Like, Is this weekly geekly history? I think this right? is. Yeah, we've we, just made we, history. We hit, we hit history like two hours ago, dude. There, Mikey, I sent, you the, I sent you the trailer for it. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I would strongly suggest watch the trailer. It, it, it's worth it. Okay, the cool. Jamie, the fact that Jamie's at your place and actually actively listening to this show shows a testament to she's not right up upstairs in her head. Right? <laughs> I should be concerned. The quality of the show. Yeah, maybe our, the show is just so great. Brant, geez, why you gotta like bring it down? She's trapped. <laughs> it's it's hot outside. Where's she gonna go? You know, the nutty part about Sequest was that it had that dolphin that would like talk like a chipmunk. <laughs> And it, it was just funny because it would say some like jacked up things sometimes, but in that weird, cute voice. So it was just, it was kind of, it always stuck out. It, that and it had two, Dom, two of Dom DeLuise's sons on the same show. Peter, <laughs> Peter was one. Yeah. Oh snap! I actually sent you the full movie, Mikey. Sorry about that. Oh Wait, god. I sent you the actual yes. trailer. <laughs> second one. Second one is the is the trailer. You should watch the trailer. Okay. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, it's on, uh, it's apparently, it's on photo. YouTube, so <laughs> enjoy it for what it is. Oh wow! Oh, we need to have him. We need so to have him watch. We need to have him watch Breaking Breaking Two, not Breaking One, just Breaking Two. Breaking Two. Oh, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> I love that... how all of the all the fights are solved with dance. Yes, yes. that is correct. That's how I pictured uh, it going down at. Uh, at uh, Comic Con with uh, Project Nerd Mikey. What? <laughs> I was having a dance off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And then Once you and you're a the you were always a. Oh, yeah. You and I start doing the worm across the floor. Yes. Start the, start, start, you start hearing this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> start popping and locking and moonwalking okay. out. Of hey, have you guys taken no, a look at the live stream anytime soon lately? Yes. I am. <laughs> you know, I just want to realize this. Where, let's go back now, Mel. Let's go back. We started out with first class review. We ended up talking about con stuff. We've been we have been all over the proverbial map tonight. And then Eddie completely took the show off the rails. This train good. is driving off into a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I'm going to put on the screen right now. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, I, this, what's that? This is one of the happiest nights of my life. This is hilarious. <laughs> I'm actually going to probably listen to this whole show again at work. Just to. We need to work. have some of our artist friends out there draw some of the scenes that we've created and with audio. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Mikey drooling while watching Sidekicks. Have, yeah. Mo, have Mo riding off in the distance on Darwin the Dolphin. <laughs> oh, that would be yeah. That would be all about that. Uh, <laughs> shooting some guns in the air while while Mikey yeah, does sidekick Chuck Norris. <laughs> going back with that, Eddie said we need to have him watch Man from Atlantis. Oh yes. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Oh, okay. Lord, dude. So guys, I watched that movie with my dad. At I was like eight, and then I went back and I read the paperback novel as well. <laughs> oh my God. Such nerd. <laughs> so much nerd. 
Um, and it was insane. Was that Patrick Duffy who was in that movie? Patrick Duffy. Yep. Yes. Ugh. And like I said before you got on, Eddie, he says, I remember, I remember me and all my friends, like, that was a huge show when it came out. Because he had, where did he have, he had gills in his neck, and he could yep. swim really, he could swim like a dolphin, supposedly, he just waved his body, and all of us yep. thought we could swim, we could swim super fast like the man from Atlantis, and it'd be a bunch <laughs> of kids having like, there'd be a bunch of kids in the shallow end of the pool having these epileptic spasms, realizing, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're choking on water, realizing, okay, I'm moving my body like Patrick Duffy, and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, in your mind, you thought you were just shooting around the pool like Aquaman, and in, yeah. and in fact, you were just, look, you're flailing about, and the lifeguard ready to jump in and save you. It's like, it's like, is it possible to have ten kids have epileptic attacks at the same time? Yes. It's in the something's in the water. <laughs> Somebody's pee is toxic. Eddie Fossler, get out of that pool. But I can only pee when I'm in the pool. <laughs> you know, uh, I was thinking about uh, 19, 1980s stuff. Uh, have you have you ever seen Fletch, Mikey? Oh, that's oh, a great God, no. all about ball bearings these days. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then the other one I was thinking was is uh, it's a John Candy movie. Like I think it was either Delirious or Who Who sh- uh, Who's Carrie Crumb was the <laughs> yeah. other one. I was yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have like a. I feel like we need to have like a. Uh, there's just so many things to throw at Mikey. <laughs> yeah, sounds like sounds like the last girlfriend I had. Fletch is a great one. There's just uh, so many things to throw at Mikey. Fletch we and just like Fletch throw lives. a bunch of hot dogs, like get a picture of you, like uh, just getting a bunch of hot dogs or movies thrown at your face. Yeah, yeah. just make a thing like, out of it. <laughs> yeah. We I'll could uh, right. set it up as a whole video. Just have I'll be, show I'll, I'll be right, Mikey. I'll be right back. The fluid levels have gotten large. Woo! Uh oh, gotta go pee. <laughs> I can't. I need a kitty. I need, I need. I need a pool around here to jump in. Actually, one one. Uh, did you? So you watched the Tim, but Mikey, you you watched the Tim Burton. Uh, Batman movie, right? Yeah, totally. I've seen all of them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, okay, comparing. Have you seen? Have you have you watched Gotham at all? Yeah, I've seen all of it. Okay, so in your opinion, do you feel like if you're if you're comparing, um, we'll say uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, the uh, Jack Nicholson version to to the um, to the Gotham version, and then the um, Heath Ledger uh, Joker to the Gotham version. Do you which like which one do you feel like the Gotham version plays best? You mean or like against? Like, a, like which uh, one do yeah. it, I think complements which one? Which one's the yeah? That which one's like I guess the the closer? The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well here's what I'll have to say. First off, I don't think you can beat Jack. He's just like the cartoon and the stylized version and the mannerisms. Just everything was kind of on point. Um, with yeah. that being said, Heath Ledger is my favorite um, because of the anarchist, chaotic kind of style he uh, did, like guerrilla warfare approach. That really is yeah. kind of Joker brand as well. Um, with that also being said, uh, it's hard for anyone to kind of match those two extremes because those are the two different dualities of his personality. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the new kid on Gotham, uh, at first he made me really nervous because he had a good laugh and he kind of did this interview scene with the cops where it was like, ooh, he's really good. But then the writers never really confirmed him as the Joker. They even had a, a whole twin brother plot. But I think over time... I've seen that he's got the charisma to be like 
the showman that the Joker is supposed to be, which is what Jack had. But I'll say this: the kid's got it in spades. Like he he knows how to play it up really well, and I think he's slowly becoming my favorite um, Joker. He's got like the 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 style of like Arkham Joker meets uh, Heath Ledger Joker, but then he's got the charisma of like Jack meets all the like cartoons and comic books and like video games so it kind of it's it's like the interpretation of everything i want to see away from the jared leto away from all that you know what i mean like i want the good old school you're either like a ringleader or an anarchist you know what i mean yeah so i think he's doing a really good job i think he kind of plays off both he plays off the style and mannerisms and stuff and charisma of Jack, but then like the the cool and the composed and the weird of like Heath. I'm really excited to see what they keep doing with him because now his hair's green. He is pretty much officially the Joker. They just haven't called him that yet. He even just fell into another fucking bat, man. Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even I... these bats around this guy. Well, right. The other no. thing was is they also like you know they did like a uh, uh, death in the family one you know where they where he actually like cuts his face off and he like staples it back on. Ooh. Oh yeah, they've done plenty of comic book reference episodes with the character but but that see that's the thing that was not the same character as now because they did the twin brother thing oh gotcha okay it was one that one died and then infected the other one that was already a genius with the uh laughing serum but like specialized for him and concentrated and then now after he's already been crazy and his hair's green he's pale and whatever he just now fell into another vat which is supposed to make him like even more fucking crazy i'm just like oh my god (laughs) like they're really going at this guy (laughs) (laughs) it it seems like uh uh, jerome something Uh, yeah well no it's jeremiah now it used to be jerome now it's jeremiah because it's the brother but yeah, they pretty much give it to him pretty tough the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, he's I think he's my favorite. Hmm. That's very interesting. Honestly, people used to give Gotham shit when it started, but I think for me, the only reason I like Batman is for the city and for the bad guys. I love that's literally the only reason why. I'd never root for Batman even though he always wins. <laughs> So I always no. like to see the, the the origin and all that of them, or like the made-up origin. It may not be what you want to see or hear, but it's cool to see the detail and the time put in, you know? Yeah, and I, and I didn't mean to, like, uh, throw throw you guys off on another tangent. I just was kind of curious because, you know, since it's, we talk about comics a lot, I just no, I was always good. curious. Hey, it's Benito been, Garcia's been, watching. Woo! You need to tell Benito to get over to your house and join this whole fracas. I think Benito's still in Chicago. He's still in Chi-Town until right. tomorrow night. Or tomorrow morning, yeah. We Benito, might Benito's be getting around. brunch. We'll I still gotta see if I'm working we'll tomorrow or not. It's all this goddamn snow. Oh my gosh, man, it's terrible. Ugh. I hate it, man. I'm done. If it keeps <laughs> snowing, I don't know, man. But if it's done, then I'm I gotta work. <laughs> we're supposed to get more. Oh god. Uh, we're we're now at the three. Yeah, we. Wow, we're whoa. We're past three. Mo, oh, where yeah. you been? We're at three eleven. Omaha rep represent Omaha. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Three eleven. <laughs> That was so funny. Were they as big in Omaha as they seemed? Because I mean, I lived in Orlando, 
Not really. No. Three eleven was really no. like popping. They so didn't get like, big till after they left Omaha. Yep. When they played, when they played like West Fair, they would say they're actually when they played, say they're from Omaha when they played out of the state. Because my brother saw them in Denver one time, yeah. and they said they referred to themselves as being from San Diego. Really? Why would they say that? Because it's because it's cooler to say from San Diego than Omaha. Right. That's dirty. That's dirty rotten. Well, that and it, that shame on you, three eleven. Keep some. Yeah. 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 I. That had, takes me I, back. <laughs> 311. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, M- Mikey, not to reference a thing, you had posted a thing about Superman, and uh, and I and I kind of answered back and was like, I love Superman. You know, he can be he can be a complex character and all that. And I um, I haven't been keeping up with Krypton. Is that show still on, by the way? I don't know. I haven't really watched. Okay. Which uh, Krypton? Yeah, I got picked up for another season. Okay, I watched uh, three episodes of it, and life got busy, and I, I bought the season on Amazon Prime, but I just haven't gotten back to it. Um, but, like, for me, the, the, the show before that was Smallville, and I know that's a... <laughs> a Smallville. Bag. <laughs> hey, but little like, side note. What's that? About Smallville. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was decent, but did you know that the actress that plays Chloe, I believe... Um, she was the leader of a sex cult. I'm well aware. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Wait, what? what? The blonde yeah. girl from Smallville started a sex cult, dude. That's Alex crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sit, sit down, Mo. It gets interesting. What the she fuck? Got wrapped up. It, 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 wasn't it called Nexium? I don't even know. I just remember seeing that online. I was like, oh my god, yeah. what is Nexium? Well, and like the girl that played and the girl that played Lana, I think, was involved too. Gross. She said she almost got involved with it, but bailed at the last second. So she's absolved of the whole mess. But yeah, this Alex. Oh, Mack so she is, went through and she would brainwash people and make them into slaves. Yeah, they would, they would brand them. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you, you just gotta wonder to what? How do people get to that point where they're being branded and it's like, yeah, this is cool. This is part of the deal. I get it. <laughs> that being know. said, let's get Brandon at, Gen- at, uh, at Grand Comic Con, guys. Let's do it. We're getting Brandon. It's gonna be Grand Con brands. G- GCC on our backside. Dear God, let's not do that. We're gonna get Bra- we're gonna get Brandon tram stamps. No, <laughs> lower back. <laughs> yeah, he has to correct it and say lower back. <laughs> what? Not a tram what? stamp. What? Grace Park. Grace Park was part of it too. Who's Grace oh, Park? Great. She she played Boomer in uh, Battlestar BS BS uh, yeah BSG. That's what I heard. Weird. Um, Man, I swear. What? All these cult people and their crazy sex stuff. <laughs> it's weird, man. Yeah. Have you guys watched? Speaking of that, have you guys watched the uh, um, the uh, is it the Incredible Kimmy Schmidt? Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. On no, Netflix? but I've heard it's amazing. It's, it's so wonderful. Fun. It's wonderful. It's so good. You gotta watch it, Mikey. You'd love it. You'd, yeah. You'd, you'd laugh till you pee. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. But no, you were asking Mo like which version version of Joker, and I I was sitting there because I I'm a little bit into Batman, not as much as a lot of people, and I was very much like the Tim Burton movies. Those were kind of hitting me right when I was in high school, and so I really digested those quite a bit. Uh, but I was kind of thinking to myself, like, what was the version of Lex Luthor that I liked the most? Yeah. And it was, 
and it was definitely from Smallville, probably. Um, hmm. I, I think it, he benefited from having a TV show so he could kind of flesh him out better. Yeah. Um, and that Gene Hackman, I mean, he, it's Gene Hackman and he's great, but he always made him kind of a bumble, a buffoon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't dig it as much as I dug the kind of diabolical kind of take they took on um, Smallville. Really, I feel like the best. I mean, in, I thought my favorite Lex Luthor was the um, was the Dean Cain one. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah, because, he was excellent. He was amazing. Yeah, because remember there was that whole like. I mean, granted, it was a part of the storyline, but like he would th- do things like plant a nuke some random place, and yeah. then like just so then uh, uh, Superman was like saturated with radiation, so he couldn't touch Lois Lane. Huh. You know, stuff like that. And I was like, just man. Yeah. What a yeah. dick! Yeah. <laughs> but you I mean, it's stuff, your... yeah. <laughs> I I honestly I want them to come out with like, and that's one thing I really look forward to. I don't care if like I, I don't really care if they have an another Superman movie, but what I do want is I want them to have like an actual Lex Luthor movie yeah. where it's actually a good Lex Luthor. Like Superman the animated series was still all time hands down my favorite Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, because. He was he was smart, and he wasn't like uh, a, a bumbling idiot. He just yeah. was like he just knew he was always like twelve steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. No, I dug that too quite a bit. That was done kind of synonymously with the Batman animated series, wasn't it? Like shortly after the Batman one. Started. Yeah, it was the New Adventures of uh, Batman Superman yeah. Adventures or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah but, From like Lewis 91, 92. From Lois yeah. and Clark, the actor's name was John Shea, who was the mm. guy that... Nice. He was, he was so good. But you hear who's going to be... Uh, the, who you hear the new Luthor is on TV. On Supergirl, it's John Cryer. Oh, yeah. Which Ducky, is ironic, because he was in Ducky Superman 4. <laughs> Superman 4. The best Superman movie. Why is you that? Shut your mouth, Eddie. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Why is it the best? I just, I just know what's good, guys. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. I can't believe we're, I can't believe we've been on this. Like, it hasn't even felt like three hours. I know. I've done, I've done some artist streams with friends of mine. We've done, we've been on. I'd work on photos where guys be drawing stuff for their clients, and doing live streams of the drawing. We were on for like six or seven hours some nights. It's amazing. Stuff. How long? <laughs> Six or seven hours. Like when Eddie, when when Fred, when Fred Gorman would do his live artist streams. Oh yeah. And I would be working during the summers. He'd do a lot of that stuff because he'd be working on client work and doing live streams, drawing on his iPad and showing people how to do stuff. Yeah. We had people go in and out, but we had some streams go six, seven hours. How? I'd be I'd be working yeah. on weddings. I'd be working on weddings or boudoir sessions or whatever various tattoo girl I was shooting at the time and. And I would just work on that work, and I'd have photographers talk to me about how to do touch-ups. And it became like a way to, like, you know, help out people, and and I actually got work from talking to people in there. So yeah, we would. It was just Fred would set that up, and we, he would it would go on forever, like three have or you, four o'clock, like three or four o'clock in the morning. Have you heard or seen from Fred recently? He's kind of gone dark on the old social medias. He got, I think, yeah, he's well, he's got a new job. I think he's working at Furniture Mart as a as a as a oh. social media person. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a little different hours now. I can empathize with that. I had a lot of travel with my work a couple of years, you know, for for the past few years. He's supposed to go to Grand Island. I haven't heard a confirmation yet. Yep. 
I'll so, have to get a hold of him. So all that sweet swag that I'm seeing posted, is that going to be all for sale at the uh, Grand Comic Con? Some Grand? for sale and some you're going to get. Ooh, Ooh, baby. Okay. I'm dancing in my chair even though you can't see it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's going to be fun, dude. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Not to not to go down a rabbit hole so late in the game here. We already have Eddie. We're we're like but, an Inception right now. We're like at the seventh layer of Inception, where five minutes here is like five hours in real time. <laughs> we go back upstairs. My kids are married and have children. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Damn. I I picked up the game Anthem. How is that? I yeah, have, was... I've loaded it up so far. I'll let you guys know. Cool. <laughs> I was gonna let. I was gonna see if any of you guys have fired it up or played it at all. I've heard great things. Uh, I just have haven't you? gotten to play it myself. I've been stuck on Apex Legends lately. Have you been? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw your. Yeah, I saw your post. It's fucking badass. Is it good? Is it, it's kind of like um, Fortnite. It's way better, way better, dude. It's, it reminds me of kind of like Unreal Tournament meets uh, um, Quake, like stuff oh, like that. Of, yeah. Have you played Have you played Titanfall, Eddie? I have. Both it's the It's the same company to Titanfall, and basically they took the engine and all the assets from Titanfall Two, which wasn't that really great financially for them, and they managed to basically pull together a multiplayer game using all the old assets. And now they've got like twenty five million users in like so many weeks. Yeah, really? they, it's pretty much an overnight flop from Fortnite to that. All the streamers are like they're pretty much done playing Fortnite, and now they're moving on to this. <laughs> That's, really? that's kind of why I made that post. Uh, for those of you who have me on Facebook, I made a post earlier today. It was like, uh, well, Apex Legends is for is the Fortnite for people who aren't virgins or something. <laughs> I said that because yeah. it's like I I mostly see little kids playing Fortnite nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. first yeah. it was COD. Then and we talked about this like hours ago, but like just to come full circle, it was like COD. Then it was like uh, Fortnite and PUBG was kind of the competitor, like the realistic version. This is yep. PUBG without the shitty graphics, and it's in a game style that's like, uh, like I said, more Unreal Tournament kind of like meets Halo almost. And then like you get this little kind of parkourness about yourself where you can slide down mountains and like climb up stuff, and you don't take fall damage, so you can just be crazy as fuck like. Oh, it's nice. it's so much more fun, and there's like zip lines and all this other stuff you can use. Like, it's so much more fun than just like riding around in a cartoony car and like getting in an airplane and then sniping people from across a map. Like, I hate that shit. And then doing the Carlton when you're done. Yeah, they exactly, and they make it so that you can't just shoot someone across the map and kill them right away. You pretty yeah. much have to like shoot the fuck out of somebody like a bunch of times. Like, even sniping doesn't immediately kill you. Pretty much. Um, does the map shrink kind of like Fortnite? Yeah, but what I've noticed is you don't, if you don't stay in the circle, you really don't take damage. I think you'd probably either just get higher, like, uh, attack points or something, or like lower health when you do get hit or something, but it doesn't like shrink down your health over time. Okay. So that's kind of cool. I'll have to check it out. I really enjoyed Titanfall, so it's the same developer. That's kind of interesting. So, are you on PS4 or Xbox? I have both, because I'm that guy. Yeah, me too. I'm literally that guy as well. (laughs) But I play mostly on the PS4, um, publishing four podcasts, or co-publishing four podcasts, eats up so much of my time. Um, I probably get to play about 
three or four times a month, maybe. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping to increase that at some point. But but yeah, no, I'm, PS4 is kind of my console of choice. Yeah, I like it. How about you? Me? Yeah, which is your favorite between the two? The oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would have to probably decide on PS4 because uh, I think it's just smoother online. Yeah. for me and I like that I don't know I just play more multiplayer games than I usually do anything else so I know a lot more people on PS4 so that just makes it easier but uh is that what you play Apex on then yeah yeah I play it on PS4 cool. and then I play uh like Spider-Man on that and Red Dead oh nice but now yeah, I got Red friends Dead. that are like oh you gotta play with us on Xbox I'm like god damn it I'm like <laughs> don't make me switch my HDMI cord <laughs> <laughs> exactly Dude, I had to give you one of my HDMI switches. I have a whole pile of them. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. Yes. You, you you push a button and it changes the HDMI uh, yes. port. Yes, so yes, can... please. Yeah. I got like four of those dang things. Damn it, Eddie. I clicked buy and I apparently, I thought I got two and I got double that from Amazon. So, you know. Nice. <laughs> Your boy's hooking you up. <laughs> I'll give you some HDMI switches. Uh, real quick, on a side note, um, so if you get a chance, uh, Mikey, uh, if you like dark comedies, uh, <clears throat> but you also want to be introduced to something new, uh, I oh, would yeah. strongly suggest Netflix. Uh, you guys should watch uh, Heather's tonight. Okay. Oh, I love Heather's. Cool. Because uh, it's it's now on Netflix. That's nice. where they kill themselves, isn't it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin it. Don't I ruin don't it. know. <laughs> I'll shut up. Ixnay on talking about Heather's A. No one <laughs> ills themselves, K. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> you guys would like say? it because I think isn't uh I gotta remember uh the one of the writers in it yeah. Yep, yep. One of writer, Kristen Slater, and one word without spoiling it, corn nuts. Mm. That's true. Huh? Corn nuts becomes a big plot point in that movie. My uncle Gene is in this movie. <laughs> Uncle Gene? (laughs) We won't go into that, Eddie. He smelled like corn nuts. Uh (laughs) Just always Uh eating corn nuts at the bar. Or he has corn nuts. Cigarettes and corn. Back when when ashtrays were furniture. (laughs) No, Uncle Gene, I don't want to mow your lawn. (laughs) Oh, Lord. that's, That's funny. Good lord. Or, or hey, hey, uh, Brent, yeah, yeah. Go across the street and get me and your uncle some beer. And you used to go across the street to their, my grandma's house and go actually to the liquor store and pick up beer for him walking back across the street. Can't do that anymore. Nope. No. 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 I ever did that. I grew up Mormon, so. Then I get a, Then I was in Plainview, Nebraska. My, my grandparents' house is right across the street from a liquor mart in Plainview, which is a small little town by the only liquor store, which my uncle used to work at. And I used to go over there, and Larry used to give me a six-pack of hams, and I loved it because I went over there. I would get you the Twin Bing for candy for free, or I would get a wax pack of uh, beer nuts. <laughs> they used to get them in bulk, and he used to put them in their own bags and staple them. That's, That's funny. That's crazy. Brent just dated himself in like 30 seconds there with all that. <laughs> right, and it gets better. It gets better. Before the internet, I know we're kind of winding down. Before the internet, back in Plainview, if you ran book, you uh, my grandpa, I think it was, I think he, I never got full confirmation, but I'm pretty sure, like he helped run book between Columbus, Norfolk, and Sioux, Sioux City, where the main bookies were at. This is before the internet and all this other crap now, and phone and cell phones and shit. So you actually had to literally have someone run run the betting books between cities. 
and there was a small bar in Plainview, and I remember me and my cousins would get sat down, and they would take a vendor's box of the single-wrapped Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, which, by the way, tastes better than the double packs. I don't care what anybody says. It tastes better <laughs> single-wrapped. And well, one uh, is sucking the moisture from the other one. Well, yeah, well, yeah. There's no, there's, it's, it's its own little entity. Well, he would set this whole vendor box. Oh, yeah, he would set this whole vendor box of Reese's peanut butter cups in front of us, and and like, he'd give us like either Seven Up or Dr Pepper, and we'd get like a pirates. He would give us a small glass of pop, so all that sugar, and we got the pirate sticks with like two or three maraschino cherries on it. And he said, "Don't come back here." And my grandpa would sit us down, and me and my cousins would sit there and just drink all this pop and eat all this candy, just chuckle this sugar in our system, <laughs> and then he'd. He'd be in the back room running books between all the cities, all these, all this money, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars being processed through this bar. And I remember cops going back in and out of there and stuff, and nobody ever got arrested. Huh? Man, man, well, see, like, we're going on to rob a bank, see, man. Most like, most like, what kind of soprano small town bullshit is that? <laughs> oh no, you're totally fine. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, Popo understands exactly what's going on. So yeah, that was that's the way it was back then. I remember those are kind of some fun memories. I, I remember going to the airport and I didn't have to take my shoes off, and it was just they were just like, "Hey, the metal detector beeped. That's cool. Go on through." You know. Going. <laughs> oh, you got a box cutter? Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times, guys. Well. Um, do you guys, are we, so we, we you guys want to, are we going to start, are we looking at wrapping? Oh, yeah. Slowly wrapping. I think yes. 1130, we're going to cut, we're going to cut the cable. We're cutting out at 1130. If anyone wants to leave earlier and is tired, you, whatever, you I totally can. understand. You got to make it to 1130, guys, and I'll leave together. I can, I can hang for 10 more minutes. I've gone this long. Jeez. Woo! I've been, I've been, I've been holding it since we started. So, oh, no, you're gonna get Mo, a yeah, don't get a bladder infection. Just, just sign I off. It's too, I just, by the way, just... it's, it's, we're, we're, we're over three and a half hours in. It's too late. He's infected. <laughs> Find a pool quick. It's like back to, he's starting to taste the urine at the back of his throat. Oh, oh gross. Here, here, you guys are describing all of your like mafia connections, Brent and uh, Brent. <laughs> I don't know. You guys have probably heard this ad nauseum, but I don't know if everybody listening has. Uh, I I grew up basically foreboding from even going into a comic book store, and, and uh, so I would like I was the kid who mashed his nose up against the glass to get a glass <laughs> of Spider Man. Oh. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> He's uh, spectacular. I love it. But you know the thing about it is it just made it that much more. When I did get to kind of start like. Uh, digesting comics and kind of just nerd stuff. It just made it that much more like sweet. You know what I mean? Like I was <laughs> held at bay for so long, and I, I remember I saw Batman in the movie theaters, and uh, just blew my mind. You know, just absolutely loved it. Uh, went 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 to Taco Bell right afterwards and saw the Batman Taco Bell cups and was like, "Whoa! I can't believe it!" So it was, it was just a cool time. So yeah, didn't didn't uh, didn't get a uh, didn't get a uh, the uncles betting on all sorts of sports, <laughs> <laughs> but I did I did eventually get to sneak uh, sneak uh, the occasional Pac-Man game in on my walk home from the school bus. Pac-Man fever. Well, there was this pizza place by like on the way home, and I would pop in real quick, and they had that like cocktail tabletop Pac-Man and I would quick sneak in a couple of quick games and then get home 
before Mama Bear wised up to what I was doing. Poor you. <clears throat> What'd you say? Poor me? Oh, it's fine. Poor you. <laughs> it's all good. Back in the days you. But back in the days you go, you get back in the days you go to the Seven Eleven or the Quick Stop and take the Playboy magazine off the top rack when the guy wasn't looking at the register and stick it in between the Sports Illustrated and the Time magazine. Act like you're reading the Time magazine. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're ten. Well, yes. Like, yes. Yes. Like, what? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Playboy wasn't bagged. Playboy was the only adult magazine that didn't have a plastic bag seal around it back when I was young. So you could take the Playboy drag it down to the lower levels and you could stick it in between other magazines and take a peek at the centerfold and stuff. In fact, we would steal the centerfolds and God, yeah, collections. You, you were a much braver child than I was. I I used to have friends I used to have friends of mine go we used to go to the seven elevens and stuff and used to have comic books like they weren't on a on a spinner rack, they were just like in regular shelves. Yeah. We would go we would go by step and say, like, we're having trouble with the pop machine or the popcorn machine in the middle of West Point, Nebraska of thirty five hundred people. And while we basically had the, the person at the register go back and help us out with the pop machine that we had like on purposely rigged to not work, my friend would steal like thirty or forty comics walk right out Whoa. of the room. Damn. Brent, you're Brent horrible. Style. You're a horrible individual. My sponsor everyone. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an uncle to four beautiful children Childhood thief <laughs> Oh god Mo, 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 Mo's like I've never done anything like that Okay I did the same thing <laughs> Mo's like you stole three hours from me asshole <laughs> You stole three hours Mo's Mo, 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 Mo having renal failure right now as we speak <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Weekly Geekly How do I get the last three hours of my life back? <laughs> What are we okay now we gotta think about what are we gonna title tonight's show? It's gotta be a show title. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry for derailing all of this. <laughs> that's what the, that's what it should be called. I'm sorry for derailing all of this. Little did Eddie know it was derailed about an hour before he got in. <laughs> that's good. Now, what, to was, know. what was what was the bad? What was the line that Mo said that I like? I can't remember how to go back and listen to There were so many. I threw some of them up on the board. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, you're talking about the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, that's the line. That's the line. There you go. Instead of Ghostbusters, I'd rather watch part three of the Chronicles of Riddick. Watch the part. Yeah, the third, the third installment of Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, gross. That's the yeah. That's the that's the title of the show. No. I'll never allow it. Eddie, did you agree upon the exiting music that I picked? I agree. Do you I think Facebook yeah, Live will let us do it? Oh, I think so. Because sometimes, you know, if you try to stream, like, a movie or, like, video games, it'll be like, this is, like, copyrighted. Yeah, but it's on YouTube, and it's on YouTube, and no one's making any money off of it. True. Is there a way for us to talk over it a little bit, or no? Yeah, yeah we, we could. Can. Yeah, we can. If we, if we converse over it ever so softly, I believe it won't catch it. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to play it here in a second, and then everyone just kind of will start talking about leaving. We'll start it now, and we'll kind of slowly exit out. I love it. I love it 100%. This song, this is one. Oh, Can you guys hear it all right? Leave it or not, I'm 
That's me, <laughs> Yeah. You know where I learned this song? It's from Seinfeld. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Where could I be? <laughs> Yeah, that was his voicemail for where, when he wasn't around. What's up? Alright boys, it's my turn to torture you for a second. You ready? Michael tried to God damn it, YouTube. I know, I just murdered it right in the throat. Alright, here you go. Alright, gang. Here you go. Here you go, Mo's exiting music. Thank you for being Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pain and a confidant. <laughs> and if you feel a panic, everyone you need. You would see the greatest gift would be for me, and the confidant would save me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Alright everybody, thank you so much for listening. It's been a great record-breaking podcast at the Weekly Geekly tonight. We're never going to do this again. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. This is actually the best show ever. We I think this was. To come on. Oh, totally. We need to have a giant, just like, Skype session with as many people as possible. This was fun. That's confusing. Hell yeah. Well, let's, go around the table. let's go around the table and say who's here. This is... By the way, I can't say I'm Eddie this week because I'm Eddie's actually here. This is Damn. Uh, this, is <laughs> this is Eddie Fossler. Yeah, this is Mo, the Bearcant. And as always, this is Mikey Colshane saying thanks for listening, geeks. We will catch you on the flip side. Good night. We're so sorry, Jamie. <laughs>